Back from the dead, it's Alex Keller. And, you know, uh, living large, Mike Harding. And this is The Last Filmtastic Voyage. Don't you know? Don't tune that dial. You didn't hear that incorrectly. That's right, folks. This is the finale of the Filmtastic Voyage. The Filmtastic, but the I was gonna say the Filmtastic finale, but then I was like, maybe the <laughs> finale Tastic Voyage, and my brain couldn't choose, and I fucked it all up. This is sort of the uh, serenity to the firefly of Filmtastic Voyage. Yeah, it's overstuffed. Oh, well, actually, no. I'm, well, that's insulting Serenity. Actually, I like Serenity a lot. I do like um, Serenity. I was just gonna say it's like you know you know Firefly is like a TV show and this is like a three hour long extravaganza yeah and she would tell Ezio for us with us you can't see him he's off camera off mic but he's here <laughs> um he's gonna tell us what our sins are it's gonna be great <laughs> but hey you know what no joke Alex Keller we were we were gonna we were gonna cut this off after the last episode and then Alex here's like hey why don't we do a little uh, why don't we do our usual special. You know, give give him something sweet. Yeah, give him a nice last hurrah. That's right. This isn't going on on our uh, YouTube. This is audio only. So uh, people you know. are tired of looking at my fuck face. <laughs> uh, turns out, yeah, turns out there's no mystery to how we look, um, as as we've been told. Actually, one person said they were surprised about how you looked. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll find out eventually. But then they said, I look exactly how I sound. You described that you looked like David Tennant before, though, so it's like... That's true. Um, yeah, what the, what the audience can see is I'm wearing a mesh shirt right now. Oh. <laughs> and I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. 2019 resolution. Just be naked all the time. I wish. Um. So frankly, Working on it. Yeah, dude. We'll get there. Don't worry. We're, we're progressing towards naked society. <laughs> um, so for anybody that doesn't know, this is our our uh, third and final installment of, hey, what 2018 movies did we like? I guess it's technically Film Tested Voyage's second, right? I guess so. Because the Cinema Shack did the first one, the first hurrah, or did it? When was that? We've been doing this for, what, three years now? I think since January 2016. So, yeah, so I, it, 2017, So no, yeah, it would be the film tested voyages third yeah. annual hoopty ploopty whatever hoopty who yeah yeah because um, yeah I don't think we started with our list in uh, Cinema Shack we started with no. a bunch of Muppets we started with Muppets we ended with something uh, I think we did we end with like film tested <laughs> voyage backdoor pilot or something maybe maybe we I, I at, think so ran yeah. out of topics. Toot sweet. But hey, you know, for the listener at home, hey, Cinema Shack is up there somewhere. Yeah. It's up in the uh, in the Let Me Listen podcast. Go back uh, and listen to us be excited about like The Predator <laughs> or um, whatever, you know, Valerian or all, all sorts oh, of disappointments. Man. Yeah. Um, Talk about how episode eight's going to have A-wings in it, and it did. Did it? So that's fun. I guess fun. it did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Had one, an A-wing. I had an, an A-wing, yeah. So good stuff. 
So, Alex, what do you want to get started with here? Well, what do we, what do we usually start as with? As per tradition, we start with our well, what we're going to do a little, a little uh, this is the, the chapters in front of the book, if you will, chapter selection. Uh, we're going to do the top five films that we saw this year for the first time from not 2018. Okay. Like movies on DVD, Discoveries. on Netflix, yeah, in uh, at a film festival, who gives you whatever. Uh, then we're going to do our all-time bottom five movies we saw in the year in general. In theaters, out of theaters, whatever. Yeah, and I that, always do in theaters, but that's just, you know, well, I mean, that's like, just me. I haven't seen, I think I, well, I probably could make an in theaters list this year, but like, there were a couple of real stinkers I saw, so. Right. Thought to be fair. And then uh, our top ten theatrical. And then there's a little dessert at the very end. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to add on our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2019. Just so if you're listening to this in the future, you can be like, boy, they sure missed that mark. Yeah. And, you know, feel free to leave comment. Feel free to come back to this and leave some comments. Post, uh, post, uh, you know, post stuff. One year from the day this comes out, I want you, yes, you, to leave a comment letting us know how wrong we were. Yeah. With that said... Alex, why don't, why don't we uh, why don't we jump right in? Yeah. Top five discoveries. Kick it off, kick off the the ship into overdrive, wherever our conceit used to be. That's right. Open that Tupperware, sniff sniff the freshness. I'm ready to eat that sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So are you saying you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Sure, you can go first. Okay, I guess if you want me to. Alex is first. Alex is number f- t- number five of my top five discovered movies of me viewing 2018. That's right. And I should also note that uh, I've been using Letterboxd to keep track of my movies. I highly recommend that service. Hey, me And I too. watched 87 movies last year, which sucks, because I was supposed to watch 100. I mean, I think, hey, you know what? If there's a god, you're still getting into those pearly gates, Alex. Yeah, but I'm not, it's, like, it's like a B+. Plus. It's like, I want that goddamn A+. Plus. I want that gold star. But this January, I've seen, like, already seen, like, eight movies, and it's only been, like, a week and a half. So oh, wow. I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm getting there this year. Anyways, so my top five, number five movie I saw last year was a little movie called The Game. The Game. David Fincher's The Game. His hit oh. follow-up, follow-up to his hit film Seven with uh, Mike, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey Douglas, plays like a, a banker the, or something. The Game. The Game. I'm trapped in a game. And he, his brother gets him a game, and uh, wild stuff happens. I... Liked that movie. Me too. I think it was maybe a a, a bit of a weaker Fincher movie. It, it it's it, on the spectrum of like memorable to unmemorable Fincher movies. It's a it's a little bit uh, under under the rug there. It's low. I mean, like I can't. I haven't seen Panic Room, and I think that's probably the only other his movies I have not seen. Have you seen Zodiac? Yes, and Zodiac is very disturbing. Oh, okay. Have you not seen Zodiac? I have not seen. It's Zodiac. quite incredible, but also very long or and Benjamin very, Button. Very disturbing. Benjamin Button's also great. Also long though. Yeah, but those are probably well. I wouldn't. I think Ben Ben Benny Buttons and uh, <laughs> and the game and like Alien Three. They're all like and probably I assume because since no one talks about Panic Room, that probably is probably on his like bottom half of right, his filmography. Yeah. But like he's never made like a truly bad movie. He's never made a truly bad movie that's not his movie. And what I mean by that is like Alien Three was sort of Fincher for hire. Yeah, and even then I wouldn't consider it truly bad. Just kind of like just a lame, whiff. just a bit of a guess, yeah, yeah, lame, a bit of a whiff. Yeah, it's kind of a nothing, nothing movie. Right. I mean, like I would say Alien Resurrections is is bad, and Alien Three is just kind of like eh. Right. Yeah. But I still own it. Don't know why. 
Me too. Well, I owned, I bought it because I'm like, it's like the Alien trilogy. You got to finish off this story, and then like, like a year later, I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I buy that? <laughs> I just bought the box set of Alien stuff, so it, you know, it's like, well, I don't have one or two, so I'm gonna get those. My, bu- I bought the special editions of Alien and Aliens, and I'm like, well, I gotta buy the special edition of Alien Three, of course. Right. Yeah. No idea why I did that. Uh, that's the only one. I think you mentioned this, and I noticed it too. That's the only one that doesn't have a. a a forward from the director. Yeah. It doesn't actually have a director's cut. It has an assembly cut, which is right. like, we threw in other other takes. <laughs> the director's cut of Alien, the far inferior cut. The director's cut of Alien? Ridley Scott's Alien director's cut is the inferior cut of that film. I don't think I've seen the, the director's cut. The theatrical cut is perfect the way it is. The, the director's cut just adds mm. a couple of scenes that didn't need to be there and also changes some things. And like typical now that now now that we have Alien Covenant, like typical Ridley Scott faction adds in stuff that doesn't mesh with the lore anymore. Oh yeah, like little ear aliens that take over your ears. Was this Wrath of Khan? <laughs> that happened in the movie. I don't remember. Huh? Did that happen in that? What Wrath of Khan? No, ear aliens. Did that happen in Alien Covenant? Yeah, there's like the little ear, there's like the little thing flying through the sky and it goes in someone's ear and then like it there's like little pores and then they pop they poop out this thing that gets into the air and right. then the thing in the air goes oh, in the yeah. ear. It's dumb. I don't like it. And then there's also robots playing the flute. I like I that part. Like. The robots part was great. It's just like Alien Covenant would be a good movie if it wasn't an alien movie, I feel. Right. If it was just robots, if it was just robots, well, flute playing robots. Maybe just robots and like monsters and not like the alien, you know, it'd probably be better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so the game was really fun. The only problem with the game is that I'll, I'll try to be vague in case you haven't seen it for a like, fucking twenty-year-old movie. I've seen it. Well, no, I'm the the audience, oh, the, you, audience. the royal you. The ro- um, <laughs> every time something happened in that movie, I'm like, this is just a part of the game. <laughs> you know. You know what I feel about that movie is like, I feel like if you're to take Michael Douglas from the '90s, something like this is probably something he'd do. In his real life, yeah, this should be the game two starring Michael Douglas, <laughs> or they should make like a sequel or like a like not a sequel but like a spinoff to like um this is the end with those actors where they play themselves oh, and they're yeah. in the game. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, I just picture snooty Hollywood socialites, sociopaths, mm-hmm. uh, doing something like this. And you know, hey, Michael Douglas seems like he's an all right guy, but he's definitely a Hollywood snob. Uh, yeah, next time I ne- speaking of next time I hear like, oh man, so and so Hollywood Hollywood so and so got their car impounded. I'm like, it's all part of the game. <laughs> they just bought their own game. Uh, yeah, like um, what's his name? King Leonidas. Uh, Gerard, oh, Gerard Butler. Butler's house burned his down. His house burned down. It's it part of the game. All, that fire was all, all part, part of the part game. Of the game. <laughs> just. <laughs> um. Um. You mean like that? That fire sucks. Sorry about that, everyone. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Gerard Butler or any of his friends are listening to this, so that's fine. No. Well, it sucks to have your stuff burned down, even if you are a rich celebrity. Hey, the worst that happens is Gerard Butler comes knocking at my door, and then I get get my ass beat by Gerard Butler. I've heard that the movie that he was in, maybe you've seen it, I don't want to spoil, but there was like a gangster movie he was in, like... Den of Thieves? Yeah. (laughs) Is that on your list anywhere? No. Okay, I've heard that's like the best trash movie of 2018. I'm sure it was. Like, people are like, it's deliciously greasy trash. (laughs) I was on a plane, I saw someone next to me watching that, and I'm like, I couldn't help but glance over occasionally. And and it just seemed so greasy? It it seemed very greasy, yeah. 
So yeah, that was my, that's my number five. All right, my number five is a movie I saw for the first time, a John Carpenter movie from the eighties, uh, notoriously campy, and that's They Live. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with uh, Skip New York. No, I, I've seen that. I saw They Live. They Live is a weird movie. It's definitely a weird movie, uh, but I like it. It's uh, it's it's bad, but in the best ways. Yeah. See, the thing about John Carpenter, John, John Carpenter, John Carpenter for me is with the outside of like the thing in Halloween, all the movies I've seen of his are like, oh, actually, and Big Trouble, all his other movies from the '80s, and I haven't seen most of his '90s work, but it's like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> You've seen the thing, right? Like I said that besides the thing in Halloween and Big Trouble, oh, okay. Like his other big, like his other big, big staples, yeah. Are just kind of like they're like I don't know, like they were like this is like almost too silly for me. Totally too like thin. Yeah, they weren't bad though. I mean, like no, they weren't bad. I mean, Escape from LA is bad. It doesn't count. I mean, I think they live is maybe when he starts to turn. Was that late eighties? That was later eighties. Yeah, that was actually after. Um, that was after. Uh, I think Starman. I think the thing. The thing was eighty two. That was like his first eighties movie. Oh, okay. Then it was after I think Big Trouble. I, I can check real quick. Yeah, why don't you? Um, we don't want to be wrong. Uh, like yeah, I think. Okay, but, Escape from New York was eighty one. So. Yeah. So. Sorry, folks. I'm I'm looking this up real quick, just because I want to be sure. Okay, so. I like how you already have Ghost of Mars clicked yeah. on your, your history. Uh, Escape from New York was 81. The Thing was 82. Christine, Christine which I haven't seen, 83. Starman, 84. Wow, he yeah. just... Yeah, so I think but in the 80s, he was knocking out of the park and, and for some things. like I wasn't a big fan of, like you said, like I said, Escape from New York and whatever, but whatever. But then, I, yeah, I think... A li- a, they, they Live, they live might have been, And then he had like a five... Oh, no, in Memoirs of Invisible Man. Never heard of that. Never heard of it. I hear people like... Uh, Prince of Darkness a lot. Huh. Never seen Starman. But, It's got yeah. Je- Jeff Bridges. I don't know. It's, I don't know if this was intentional, but They Live is just your, just the most 80s, dumb, 80s, fun, dumb, 80s movie you can get. I would take that, that claim and I would raise you Cobra, Sylvester Stallone's Cobra, because uh, it's, Reagan era action movie where Sylvester Stallone's a cop without rules and he's fighting a death cult. Hey, you know what? I haven't seen Cobra, so I'll, I'll trust you on that one. Uh, but hey, you know, Cobra doesn't have Keith David kicking ass. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, so five as they live, and I think honestly, for anybody looking for cult classics and like weird shit like that, that's 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 a movie you should see. It's certainly a cult classic. I was actually thinking recently, it's like, could you re- remake They Live? No. Yes. Yes? I mean, like, there's still lots of room. I feel like the satire of They Live is sort of, there's more to explore. Right. And um, I feel like it kind of ends in a bit of a... Well, and the problem is, but the, the only problem I, I see is, like, let's say they remake They Live, right? I'm not, I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying you could. You could, but you would you do that really long, boring, awkward action scene no no you know you'd have to make about? it like you'd have to do it like like its own thing like kinda. how oceans 11 was like the hip cool version of oceans oh, 11 okay. you have to make it like a different almost a different feel right. 
you have to make it like really they live has to be like an actual like more of like a like a like an invasion of the body snatchers dark sci-fi movie if you if you wanted to remake it the, to- the total recall treatment Ooh, except better well i mean like i don't i don't think the total recall remake was anything like it should have been like more like minority report but it, it was right. just minor it was just total recall but less stupid which was worse <laughs> total recall is amazingly stupid i love that movie yeah um, anyway so yeah what's uh number four what's number four my there? number four is a, the, one of the most delightful movies i ever saw i wrote it off when it came out and i was wrong for it and i regret everything in my life paddington the first one Oh, the first Paddington. Didn't see the second one this year. Still have, and that's one of the big holes in my 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 to watch list. See, I've seen the second one. I haven't seen the first. First one's just delightful. If the second one was delightful to you, then you'll probably like the first one. It's it's just a it's a, it's surprise. It's just very funny and fun, and like it gets a little slow in the last like half hour or so. But besides that, it was just like a real real treat, and I don't really have much more to say about it. You know, the interesting thing is I know everybody's gushing over Paddington, too. When that when that came out, everybody was like, oh, man, it's like, you know, Wes Anderson and blah, blah, blah. I saw it, and it was it was good, but I, I, I wasn't gushing over it. Well, the you know, people, because it, like, you know, it's like, oh, 100% Rotten Tomatoes, it must be, like, the best movie ever made. It just means everyone didn't dislike it. Right, yeah. But that's cool. So, I mean, with our powers combined, we've seen Paddington 1 and 2. Yeah. We're like a whole person... <laughs> I will say though, hey, if you liked Paddington One, you'll probably like Paddington. Probably, too. I was trying to rent it, and apparently it's off. I hate how things nowadays you can't fucking rent things anymore. Nope, it's so goddamn annoying. It's like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh man, it's like Friday night. I'm gonna get me a whole za. I'm gonna watch Paddington Two. It's gonna be great. And I look, and it's like Paddington Two is not only available on HBO Go. You yep. have to subscribe to HBO, fucker. I'm like, what? Or it's like on iTunes, but you can't rent it. You, you can only to, buy it. It's so dumb. It's, it's like frustrating people like are all like oh whatever video stores are gone who cares but it's like well i can't rent things anymore then what's the point yeah bring them back Redbox sucks i don't count that <laughs> i've never actually used a red box before i there's something about it that i don't like there's nothing about like the thing about Redbox, which is why i don't use it it's all it's like people all i ever see about Redbox is like my disc has been snapped in half oops and right. people taking things out of the box and putting in like like Indiana Jones putting a bag of sand in there and just being, and they just take the DVD, <laughs> and there's nothing, there's nothing they can do about it. A bag of sand. Yeah, it's all, it's all bad. I miss, I miss the the video store a little bit. I miss bits about it, but like it sucks having to go places and do something. One of my favorite childhood memories was, uh, well, not one of my favorite childhood memories, but here's here's a significant one. Hey, Jason, this one's for you too. Uh, one time I went to Blockbuster with my dad. He didn't bother putting on shoes or socks. Ew. So then he drove the car barefoot over to Blockbuster and walked into Blockbuster barefoot. And thinking about that now, like when you're a kid, you just figure, oh, yeah, whatever. He's just doing his thing. No shoes, no service. What the heck? Thinking about that now, I'm just thinking to myself, what in God's name happened? <laughs> like, it was just that one time ever in my entire life. But for whatever reason, my dad didn't put on shoes or socks and we find, went in the blockbuster. Can't find my shoes. What? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just get this goddamn over with. Uh, I think I told this in the podcast before, but I'll say it one more time. I, my favorite... Uh, movie theater rental place service uh, was the time that my family won a year-long unlimited free ride to Hollywood Video, and we put that place in the ground. (laughs) 
Yeah. We would get eight movies a week, practically. I watched every James Bond movie that, that year because of that, basically. Poor Hollywood video. That went under way before Blockbuster. Yeah, did. because of us. Because of you. <laughs> because of the Keller, the family Keller. Yep. The Swiss family Keller. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. I mean, they, if they had video games, if they could, if like video games were still, you know, weren't part of the plan. If they were, oh man. <laughs> like, that's, uh, they might have burnt that to the ground for the insurance money. There was, there was, I remember there was that small extension of Hollywood video for a while that was just for games. You remember that? Nope. It was like game, I forget the name of it. Anyways, whatever. It didn't work. Turns out mm. that none of it worked. Uh, so okay, so you went with. Uh, sorry, I'm. I got so. I. What was your number no, four? F- it Paddington. was Paddington. Okay. Yeah, I remember that came out. Uh, that was probably like what 2016, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, my number four. Uh, I watched this on. Halloween, Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's Eve, you say? Uh, and you know what a what a notably appropriate Hallow's Eve movie, The Witch. The Witch. Yeah, starring I mean, uh, uh, Split Kid. Starring Split herself. <laughs> starring Mrs. Split, Miss Ms. Split. That sounds gross. Uh, <laughs> I don't know her name. It's like Anna Taylor Joy or something like that or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, but she's got three names. And she's like always the, uh, not the Witcher, IMDb. Hey, that's just what came Oh, up. I was right. Anna Taylor-Joy. Ha ha. Where are you seeing this? Right there in the Witch. Up, up, down, <laughs> there. Oh, right here. Okay. It's between pictures. Um, yeah. So that was a good movie. Yeah. It had, it had uh, some Game of Thrones alum alumni in there. The yeah. mom and the dad were both Game of Thronesy yeah, people. Yeah, speaking in old timey tongue. Um, and there was Black Philip the Goat. Yeah, he likes to live deliciously. <laughs> that movie's incredible. I love that movie. People were like, "Oh, it's not scary." I'm like, "You're not scary." It was it. It was a pretty scary movie. I'm not gonna lie, but it wasn't scary in the sense that it was like jump scares or bone chilling or whatever. It was like very realistically like, "Oh, this feels like the real world, and this feels like a real world scary thing that's happening." I like right movies now. where it's like, "Hey, the woods." Pretty, it's pretty creepy, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, it is. And yeah. like, that's all, that's all they had to do. It's like, hey, Woods is scary, brah. Well, and supposedly, 75% of that movie is from like actual diaries or documented somehow. Like, 75% of that movie hmm. is maybe stuff that actually happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I def- I'm not, hey, listen, uh, audience, I'm not big on like horror movies or spooky films. The Witch, pretty damn good. I think mm. you could appreciate it even if you don't like horror movies. The only reason I decide, I realize the reason I don't see the movies, horror movies in the theaters, is because they just turn the volume up like two notches too loud, and it just <laughs> annoys me. Like every time I see like a movie trailer on like the computer or something, like that looks cool, I'll watch that, and then I see the same trailer in the theaters and I have to plug my ears because it's like la la, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, Oop, yeah. Thing. So many foghorns going in the trailer. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I thought that was a. It's quite a good movie. Um, I'm disappointed because that director was going to make Nosferatu next, which is my favorite vampire movie. Right. And uh, that got shelved, and now he's doing something called The Lighthouse. Oh, interesting. All right. I think maybe Hugo Weaving's in it, or maybe <laughs> Willem Dafoe. I can't remember. Some distinguished older actor, who am I enjoying everything. 
Uh, I like Hugo Weaving. Hey, he should have come back for an Infinity War. Probably. He did, so I hate him now. I think actually it might be Willem Dafoe. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Willem Dafoe is the lighthouse. <laughs> hey, maybe it's an Aquaman prequel. Ooh. Uh, or maybe it's a secret Bioshock movie. I'll just say this right now. Aquaman's nowhere on any of my lists, but I would love to talk about that movie at some point. Uh, well, we don't do... We're not, we ain't got no time for minisodes. Yeah, I know. We can we can briefly squeeze something in. Yeah. An honorable mention, possibly. Yeah. Uh, I got okay. So what was it? Number three. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of Johnny C, my number three movie was a movie I didn't watch on Halloween, but I watched near it. It was Halloween. Oh, which version? Well, seventy nine, of course. Oh, okay. Hey, I, I don't know. It could be the Rob Zombie version. It could be the. Why would I put Rob Zombie's Halloween in my top five discovered movies? I, I, or it could be uh, what's his face's. Uh, oh yeah, but that would came be... out this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All no, right. that movie like people were like. I saw some people like this movie's not scary. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, sure, it's not scary, but like most movies, most horror movies I've seen aren't scary. I don't think I've ever seen a really scary horror movie that's like stayed with me. Uh huh. Um, mostly because I don't watch them completely alone in the dark. I guess that would probably help. Um, <laughs> but like the the filmmaking prowess of that movie is incredible. Like the camera work and just like the creativity of the low budget. It feels like a really fresh indie movie because it was and it. It's like fresher than indie movies made today. It's amazing. It's just like an amazing, actually amazing movie. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, that is John Carpenter's, what, first movie? No, he made Assault Not on Precinct but 13 oh, before that. Oh, okay. But yeah, so oh. speaking of early John Carpenter work, Halloween is, is uh, pretty early on in his career. There. I accidentally put it as Halloween 79. Oh, Oh, that's okay. Oh, wow. He's been directing in some capacity since 1962, but it looks like he didn't start directing full-length stuff until 74. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. Yeah, I have much to say about Halloween, but uh, funny story. That's actually on my list, too. All right. We'll get to it later, then. Yeah. So, at number three for me, Alex, is uh, Seven Psychopaths. Really? Yeah. That movie's weird in a great way. Um, yeah. I mean, so as the audience may know, if you if you rewind back to uh our picks from uh 2017, um my favorite movie that year was pro- was uh Three Billboards. Three Billboards, yeah. Maybe second favorite movie. I don't know. One Who of was those. up there. Yeah, uh so that director did, um, wait, did In Bruges? In Bruges, and then... And then he did... Seven Psychopaths. Seven so Psychopaths. And Three Billboards was his th- third yeah. movie. Um, so yeah, I saw Seven Psychopaths. I thought it was great. I didn't think it worked quite as well as Three Billboards. But it's his worst movie of three, but like... I'd that's, say so. That, that's all, but, you know, all are quite good. It's still pretty great, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... What you know? Sometimes you just like a movie for uh, just being a movie. You know, what I I'm like saying? how Christopher Walken was actually acting in that movie, which was really nice. Like he's like a real character with real, right. like, and he actually emotes. He's yeah. not kind of like a, he's not just playing himself for a joke. Yeah, he's is, not a character of himself, which is really great. Like his speech at the end about like here's how you should end the movie. Like that's like a, that's like a great one, of the, a career best you might say, or yeah. a career highlight. And um, also I've, I like. I I wish I had just like the sound bite of him going fuck the cops. Fuck them. <laughs> just because it it just tickles me so. <laughs> it's it's crazy cuz when you when you when you go back far enough in Christopher Walken's career, uh you know, he's got some chops. 
But I think by the time I was of age to even know who he was, most of his stuff turned into just weird character stuff of yeah. himself, right? By the time he, we were like movie watching age, like knowing who he was, he was doing like uh, what that fucking uh, music videos and he was dancing around and yeah. having like bit roles in movies where he plays like a weird person. Right. But, you know, how many people have watched Deer Hunter, right? I have. Yeah. Does that, that count? Do yeah. I win something? You do. You, you win the, the, the walk-in prize. Of that movie <laughs> threw me for a loop because I was like, oh, I'm going to watch like, because I was like, I watched like, oh man, Platoon, this movie, or uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket, and uh, and the Deer Hunter. It's like all these Vietnam movies. And I watched it in like, it's an hour of a wedding. It's really, yeah, Deer Hunter really categorically is, <laughs> is maybe not in the same realm as uh, those other those other ones. Yeah. And then like, yeah, two hours, 20 minutes of Vietnam, maybe. And then another hour and a half about that. like living after Vietnam. And I was like, this is not what I thought it was at all. And I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. Well, the bummer about that movie, honestly, is, uh, all the Vietnam stuff was like really great. Well, I mean, all the stuff in the movie is probably pretty yeah. great, but like, can't, it's been so long. I can't, the, the, the present day stuff where he's just like, well, it's all present where, day at the where time. He's just, well, no, what I mean, where he's just like in the town and he's fucking around with Meryl Streep. Like it did, it was just, it just was a lot less exciting. Maybe a little listless, you might say. Yeah. A little listless. Yeah. Uh, and then it flashes back to like him and Christopher Walken, like, you know, captured and being tortured and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, let's make this the movie. Well, I, same. We got a movie here. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It counts for something. But I, you know, yeah, it's definitely not as uh, not as compelling as like Apocalypse Now or or Platoon or mm-hmm. or uh, Full Metal Jacket. I think Full Metal Jacket's probably my favorite out of those. Yeah, of the Vietnam movies of the eighties, absolutely. Yeah, and Platoon's my. It's good, but it's probably my least favorite. I'm trying to think of the other Vietnam movies of the 70s and 80s. Mm. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. That's high up there. Which is also great. Solid number two. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so what was it? Seven Psychopaths? Seven Psychopaths as my number three. Cool. I guess. Okay. Right. Sweet. Uh, number two is a little animated film I saw, which uh, no dialogue, very simple drawings, but emotionally, just mm, like a <laughs> filling souffle of emotion and beauty. Boy in the World. You ever heard of it? Have no. You seen this? Heard about this? No. Oh, it's an incredible movie. So it's like a little stick figure boy. And it's just like him getting lost in the world. And it's just so great. It's fucking amazing. Huh. Wow. I mean, is, uh, is there any, anything else you could say about it? I, like, I, I don't think I should. Honestly, yeah. I think you should just go see it. It's probably pretty short. Um, when was it It's made? not too depressing. I think 2016, 2015, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. So it's pretty new. It's pretty new. I don't remember where it's from. It's not from around here. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's like got a lot of interesting things. It's just, uh, I kind of don't remember what happens in what order. But there's like a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Or and the world or N, or ampersand. If you want to be specific. Uh, Just say boy and the world. We're searching on IMDb, folks. Not and for sand. Whoops. And what? And for sand. You know, and the world. There we go. There we go. I heard and for sand, and it it was in my brain. Okay, so like 2013. Yeah. Okay, a little older than that. Still, still new. I mean, um, 
but it's like cool. about environmentalism and like the working class and i don't really remember and all sorts of stuff the proletariat as you will like I, his dad kind of goes away from work and he has to go goes away to work and uh for somewhere and he's got to find him no oh, okay. he like runs away from home to find him and it's a real moving little story and uh, highly recommended it all yeah that's all i gotta say oh hey that's great boy and the world that's from brazil ah brazil okay cool well my number two um is halloween from 1978 johnny c and all over the place john carpenter it's john carpenter year 2018 year john carpenter i think because of all the hype of the new uh you know danny mcbride version even though i didn't end up seeing it uh I think it was just like a, a bit of a John Carpenter year, you know? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I wish John Carpenter would make a movie. Well, he's not really interested. They they keep asking him. Like, we're doing a movie game. He's like, I'd rather make a video game or some or soundtracks or something. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he... Well, you know, Ghosts... Uh, <laughs> what? Ghosts of Mars? Yeah. Uh, it seems like he just sort of lost steam after that, right? I feel like a lot of the great directors of the 70s and 80s when it came to the horror scene or the, the indie scene kind of uh, kind of petered out in the 90s. Yeah. Some of them, like, Wes Craven was able to get, you know, come back a bit with Scream, but th- that was his last franchise that he kind of carried, you know? Right. And then, like, uh, Toby Hooper never really... Made much after Chain- Texas Chainsaw and like I mean like in that because also Poltergeist wasn't really directed by him apparently and all that stuff. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the odds, especially it 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 sort of seems like the odds didn't. I don't know. Horror was kind of different. Horror and, was and not not great. Horror. Uh, Gore Verbinski and his The Ring remake. Right, it was The set Ring. This sort of gray you know j-horror tone yeah for the like grudge the of, it was like a bit of that it was either j-horror not necessarily j-horror remakes but like j-horror type sort of like pg-13 horror movies right. and then hard r torture porn movies that was like what the aughts were yeah yeah what well, human centipede kind of well that was tor- that was later kind of torture porn still but yeah. yeah there wasn't any more there wasn't much in the way of campy slasher type horror right yeah at least not that i can recall um, I mean, shit, it was all there was always something there, but like it wasn't the the forefront. It wasn't popular. Yeah. Nowadays, I think that we get a little bit more. Uh, nowadays, I think we're we're kind of in a good spot. I with think horror, but the whole of film in general has gotten a little more lighthearted in the last five years or so. Yeah. We've we. I mean, there was a little while there where everything had to be dark and dreary for people to think it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, The Dark Knight kind of really, I wouldn't say ruined movies, but <laughs> uh, it certainly left a big influence on movies that uh, some didn't get away with. And then yeah. I think The Avengers and the success of Marvel has been like, oh, movies can be fun. Right. Yeah. Which I appreciate that more than like, oh, movies got to be, t- we got to take, we got to take, oh, we'll rebate, make Robocop and make it serious and dark. We got to show you every painful detail about how this person builds their suit. And <laughs> and we got to explain every little single thing about why this person's doing this thing. This suit looks stupid. Make it black. <laughs> Just make it black. Um, but yeah, we've, we've sort of veered away from, from that, uh. What would you call it? Hyper realistic, hyper I would just practical, call it like grim and gritty. 
grim and gritty. Mm-hmm. Grim dark. Yeah. Some people prefer it. Video games are much of the same where it's like everything was like gunmetal gray or brown for like five years oh, yeah. in like the Xbox 360 era around there. Mm-hmm. And it was, and then finally it's people like, oh, realism doesn't look terrible. You know, the real world's not awful looking. Well, why don't we go with that? <laughs> hey, when it comes to like PS3 and Xbox 360 era video games, it's just a big blank blur for me. I, I have no compass for any of that. Mm. Um, well, it's just because you weren't cool like me. I then. know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah. So, Alex. What? What say you about your uh, your first pick? Oh, I'm a number one? Getting down to, the, getting down to the, the first number one. My number one movie was a movie I always wanted to see, and I wasn't disappointed. I had to track it down. It was in theaters for one day on a special like 20th anniversary, like hoop-de-ploop event or whatever. Yeah. Finally saw it. Uh, Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue which oh. is a fantastic film. It's about a J-pop idol who wants to become an actress, but like weird things are going on. Someone's kind of stalking her, and then like huh. her, she can't. She's starting to get her like life confused with like the fiction of the role she's trying to go for, and it's like this whole wild, crazy stuff. Nobody pulls off fucking being fucking crazy better than Satoshi Kon, hmm. and. Uh, uh, that movie's great, and that director died way too young. Oh. He was, like, 40, but he made, like, five of, like, the best animated, some of the best animated movies ever. Oh, okay. Wow, so 1997. Yeah, okay, 21st anniversary, I guess. Maybe it was 20th anniversary for American release. I don't know. There was some kind of reason it was in theaters. It was one of them Fathom events. Yeah, those Fathom events. Mm-hmm. He also did a... Uh, Tokyo Godfather is another classic in my mind. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I yeah. haven't seen it, though. Classic film. And I never... Uh, Paranormal Agent was really weird. That was a TV show. <laughs> Paprika is like, probably his most famous movie. Oh, okay. Because everyone... Around Inception, everyone was like, Inception is just a rip off of Paprika. And it's like, no, you know, whatever. the idea of going to someone's dreams is not old. Or it's old, it's old hat. SpongeBob right. did it long before. SpongeBob. Both of those things. And uh, <laughs> neither one... All three of those properties... Explore the concept vastly differently. I just picture Christopher Nolan heating up some oatmeal, sitting down in his jammies, turning on the TV. He, he just wrapped up uh, whatever production on uh, Ins- The Dark Knight. Insomnia maybe at the time. Yeah. Cause, yeah. And him sitting down and turning on SpongeBob and be like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh, charming. And then <laughs> and then making uh, Inception. Uh- <laughs> Mr. Warners, I have an idea for you. Is is Christopher Nolan doing anything? Oh, he's probably working on his next secret film. I feel like Dunkirk kind of came and went. Like, it sure, did. it was nominated for Best Picture and all, but, like, it left such a little splash. Well, here's the thing, okay? Like, what's interesting about Nolan is I think Interstellar was sort of the, 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 the end of his, like, big fucking deal era. I think it was a one-two punch of The Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar where it's right. like, okay, Nolan, I'm starting to see your bag of tricks. I'm starting to get right. like the, how you do things and you, you're not surprising me anymore. At least that was yeah. how it was for me. Well, are we starting to see his limitations? Well, yeah. And then and then Dunkirk was sort of like, hey, this is a movie, but no one's really like clamoring over it being a Nolan movie necessarily. Like Dunkirk was a great movie, but it was like just kind of like 
It was just like a movie. It's one of those things where it's like when a director is, does has so much good work and it's just like he just does like he just makes a good movie for him, even though it's a great movie on the scale of movies. It wasn't special for him. It's just like right. whatever. Yeah, I feel like um, this year's equivalent would be First Man, honestly. In a way, yeah. where it was like a movie that's kind of just been like that was like critically appraised and like no one really had a problem with it, and it kind of just like disappeared. I agree. Yeah. I, I forget the the director's name, but Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. That's I I think for him that was like his least impactful movie. Well, he's only made three. He's only made three, but what I'm saying is his other two were like kind of kind of like yeah, talked the big, about big more. splashes. Talked about more, yeah. And then First Man was like, oh, this is this is a great movie, but it it you know I, it doesn't. It's a movie, and it came and went, and mm-hmm. and it's not this this big footnote in his uh, legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Either way, I can't think of any. The I can't. This feels like 2018 on the whole didn't have any splashy movies. Like I had a lot of great movies, but I feel like there weren't any well, splashy movies. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. I I may disagree. I feel like there's like maybe one or two, but like I feel like 2017 had a lot of splashy movies. Yeah. Same with 2016. They were like, you know, Moonlight and La La Land were like, kaboom! Right. Yeah. Especially like Oscar fodder. Yeah, I'm talking like reward season yeah. splash. 2017 was really strong with like Oscar stuff. Mm-hmm. More than, eight, than 2018, but... Um, all right, so Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one pick, and I saw this in theaters, and I wish it was a 2018 movie because this would probably be at the top of my list, but it was a 2017 movie. Was uh, MFKZ, which I know I've mentioned oh, before. Oh, the Animus, uh, I guess if you want to call it. I don't. I always feel weird calling actually movies from Japan, animated movies from Japan, anime because they're not. Right. They are technically, but it it's a weird connotation. So MFKZ, the way it's really pronounced is like motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yes, it's a foreign film. It's animated. Um, I saw the, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw the dub of it, but the dub was really good, and I would actually recommend seeing the dub of it because uh, the movie takes place in kind of this weird ass surreal version of uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, a lot of like downtown Los Angeles and like South Central Los Angeles and stuff like that, um, and like the movie does hit a point where it kind of it goes from being extraordinary to kind of just ordinary, mm-hmm. but for that first half of the movie. Um, it, I mean, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was just, uh, I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, we'll have to chickity check it out. Yeah. I don't know. I want to buy it, but I have no idea how it might be on. It might just be on Blu-ray. I have no idea, but, Mm. uh, interesting on here. It only got a 6.9 out of 10, Alex. Well, I guess you're just wrong. The ratings can be wrong. It is you sometimes. who are wrong. It's me who's wrong, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's my pick for number one of Discoveries of 2018. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I guess not to the bottom. Oh, man. Scraping the bottom of the barrel, lowest of the low. Um, <sighs> yeah. This year, I saw a lot of trash movies. A lot of them in theaters. You usually don't see so many bad movies in theaters, but there were a lot... But I left a lot out that I... Th- like, there were a lot of movies I saw that were like, that's a bad movie. I don't like that movie at all. But I left them out of the list because some of the movies stung a little more. Well, yes, I agree. Uh, 
You know, okay, all my picks are theater picks, mm. but it's not because I was digging for just that. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of home watches too, but there's a lot of these movies where it's like, man, really looking forward to this movie coming out or, you know, really seeing if like this is the movie that I'm expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's sort of based on like expectations versus uh, end product, right? Some of that, like, yeah. Like for me, it's like, oh, man, I could not wait to get out of the theater when I saw Deadpool 2. But like these other ones, it's like, sure, I'd, I guess like. I'd rather watch some of these over Deadpool 2, but, like, they were just, like... It's like, how did you mess that up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I and, will say Deadpool 2 almost made my list. Yeah, same. It was on yeah. my short list, and I didn't take it off. Because, again, like, Deadpool 2, like, of all these movies, I might actually be like, I guess I'd watch Deadpool 2 again if I had to. Right. Yeah. If I could at least, like, you know, wasn't stuck in the theaters. Yeah. Anyways, I'll let you go first for this one. Okay. Well, um, I'm going with number five. Oh, bold choice. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going in, in uh, descending order, right? Mm-hmm. So this um, this is one of two movies that I listed that's a sequel that I thought to myself, okay, if they screw this up, then it screws up everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like, okay, this is the second movie in a series, and uh, the first one was just okay, but if this one's worse than the first one, then we're in trouble, right? I have a feeling that at least a couple of mine are on your list also. So. Right. Anyways, what? You um, tell. The suspense. So uh, this will give it away automatically. Give but away. hey, I've seen all the Harry Potter movies, and oh. I really liked the I really liked the the that the I, the Harry Potter movies specifically. I thought were all pretty enjoyable. I thought Fantastic Beast was odd mm-hmm. uh we're dipping into the lore of this universe and we decide to go with whatever this was newt newt scamander mm-hmm. and his newt gingrich newt gingrich <laughs> and his fun friends right mm-hmm. and i thought okay so fantastic beast was like maybe a seven out of ten for me it was yeah it was fine um i i really disagreed with them switching out colin farrell with uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd choice. And I, I still stand by that. Um, so, I've come around a little bit. A little bit. But so this movie comes out, Crimes of Grindelwald, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, this is the movie that's either going to... This is going to be like, you know, the Azkaban of this series, or it's going to be whatever shitty movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was bad. It's maybe... it's uh, It's my least favorite out of any... Uh, Wizarding World movie I've ever seen. It, yeah, like, it, it was nothing. Handily, huh? Handily, like for me too. I'm saying it's handily, hands yeah. down. Yeah, my least favorite Harry Potter movie. It's it was so unfocused and like missed opportunities with, with uh, it it. I don't even know what to compare it to, but here you take this movie. I would you, compare it. Sorry, I've started. No, go. Oh, yeah, I go would compare it to The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Simply because it feels like to me it was like J.K. Rowling was like, oh man, I'm gonna get so up my own universe's ass. It's gonna be. It's not even gonna be funny. 
fans are gonna love this this thing i'm gonna throw this thing out there fans are gonna love it and fans are like that's stupid i don't give a shit right it's basically like the the in touchness with the fan base is starting to like vibrate away yeah and that's kind of reminds me of a bit of the star wars prequels you know i love the star wars prequels a lot obviously but like you know a lot of the same kind of like why we see in this who gives a shit like being simultaneously too simple and way too complicated yeah. and all these characters who we don't care about suddenly thrust into our faces and all that sort of stuff. It reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. No, I agree. And and I can point out three on that, just piggybacking off that, I can point out three th- major things with this movie that I thought were problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being, in the first movie, I feel like you set up four characters that are great main cast, given the, given the right situation where these four people are playing off each other the way they're supposed to, you could have a great movie. Yeah. They totally thrashed that and threw it out the window for this movie. I, I, I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, man, we got to separate our characters together so they don't, you know. But it's like we never really got to see them at their element, you know. I hate when yeah. that happens where same thing happened with, like, The Last Jedi where it's like I wanted to see all these guys, like Poe and Rey and et cetera, et cetera, kind of finally all, like, come together and have a real big adventure because they're like – Sort of don't, and I. Right. Then they kind of in episode eight they kind of all went off and did their own thing, and I felt the movie was worse for it. Yeah. In my opinion, um, I mean, like, at least you could have had like Poe and someone hang out. Right. <laughs> but yeah. that's just me. Um, I feel like this was this kind of similar where it's like characters are like, there's always only like two of them together of the four at the same time until uh-huh. at the very end, and then they're just kind of like watching a show. They're watching right. uh, a bunch of you know they're watching Johnny Depp put on a bunch of fireworks. Yes, and that leads me to my next point. Uh, so by the time you get to that part of the movie, uh, Johnny Depp's character, who uh, his name, oh yeah, Grindelwald, Crime of course, Grindelwald. Um, so you set up this character that's giving this speech to his his uh, covenant, mm-hmm. uh, and he's talking about how hey, if we let humans do their thing, then all this shit's gonna happen with World War Two and blah blah blah. I thought, oh, that's actually a really cool idea, like. They're putting this guy in in a position where he's like trying to prevent World War II from happening. That's really interesting. And then the moment everyone leaves, he's just like, "Hey, I'm evil. Mm-hmm. Hey, fuck everybody. Well, I'm just evil." That was kind of obvious from the very beginning when he's like throwing people out of like poorly filmed carriage sequences, and he like yeah. kills that baby. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Yeah, like you didn't. The thing with Voldemort is there was a shred of evidence that Voldemort was just misguided. He wasn't. He, he, he the, there was evidence to suggest that hey, Voldemort is just damaged, right? Mm-hmm. With Johnny Depp's character Grindelwald, he was just an asshole, and then all of a sudden it, it becomes very uninteresting that this guy is even around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's this person's motivation other than just? being evil and 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 the movie can't decide what they want johnny depp to be they just give him like weird eyes weird haircut and they say hey you know what audience you're gonna love him because he's bad i because he was one of my favorite parts of the movie that movie see the reason this movie's not on my list is because i had a lot of fun watching this movie i was I like had no this is, fun at all this is the kind of just like dumb bullshit i can just like sit down <laughs> and get like me a talk box of popcorn and a big old soda and just like you know just like gleefully watch oh. i felt like this movie was like the movie i was looking for around the time it came out where it's like i just want a movie where i can just not even 
I can just like it just like just like washes over me. And I spend two to two and a half hours in the theater and don't give a shit. And it was that was like the movie for the time, and I needed it. And it was great. Wow. It was well, kind of like Valerian until the last half hour of that movie, where it was just oh like, God. look at all this cleep clopping shit happening. Whoa, we're having a bunch of fun, aren't we? <laughs> and so I kind of I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, but like after the movie was done, I was like, boy, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And my girlfriend, a big Harry Potter fan, was visibly annoyed. I, well, me too. I had no fun watching this movie. I, for me, it was, and then the third thing I'll mention, and this is probably the the last thing I'll mention, is um, there were so many winks and nods to Harry Potter shit that I either don't remember or just never knew. Like the, like the Star Wars prequels. Like, that's right. Like, it was like, hey, it's Greedo. But at least, Wink. but at least with Star Wars, you only need to watch the movies, and we've all seen them quite a bit, and blah blah blah. Like going into it, it's like okay, yeah, there's some winks and nods, but like I felt like with this, it was like winking and nodding to shit that was like way obscure stuff that like you you like you can't decipher if you're a casual fan. I mean, I think see the problem is like I can't remember, don't know any of the specifics, and like I recognized a couple, but I'm also like the casualest Harry Potter fan you can be. I didn't even finished the last book oh okay because i suck see i haven't read any of the well i i'm reading the third one right now actually did you read the first two i did okay that's good i was hoping so i'm making my way up through the They're great the books. books i like yeah the problem with the seventh book is like it was just in time in my life where i just like it was like high school where i was like i'm i'm tired of reading i've been reading my whole <laughs> life you know yeah yeah and like i just never picked it back up i probably should but it's been so long i'd have to start over from this from scratch at this point yeah, and I've all seen. The, I've seen the movie. I don't care, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's quite different, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, what were we on? Number five. Number five. Oh, What's wow. your number five? My number five is a movie which was better than the previous installment, but pretty, pre- still pretty bad. But I also didn't watch it alone, so uh-huh. it made it a lot more enjoyable. Either way, though, it's an awful movie. Transformers: Age of Extinction. Or, uh, uh, no, uh, the Last Night. That's the one. Wow, that was a 2018 movie? No, this is a movie I oh, saw. Oh, so your list gotcha. is yeah, that's theaters. Right. My list is like whatever the fuck I happen to see. <laughs> that's right. Uh, How was it, Alex? Well, not good. <laughs> um, having seen Bumblebee this year, that's a real movie. And Transformers 5 is not. Nothing makes sense. Nothing's happening. Lots of... <laughs> it was me and my girlfriend watched it. And every time... We basically... Every 30 seconds, we'd be like, hey... That's the coolest shot in the movie. And it'd be like, oh my gosh, that shot right there, that was probably the coolest shot in the movie. And we just did that over and over and over again because every shot's the fucking coolest shot in the movie, oh, man. Yeah. And nothing makes sense. And Optimus Prime literally says, I am Optimus Prime five times. God. And um, it, it's, it's just incomprehensible nonsense. I. So what's the whole theme with like medieval shit in there? Like, it does, they, don't worry about it. They flash back, right? Yeah, they flash back. Transformers have always been here. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Also, <laughs> dragons. Who cares? And then, like, I wish for Bumblebee. Did you see Bumblebee? I haven't yet. No. It's good. It's a good, nice little movie. Yeah, we we're planning on seeing it, but I haven't. It's seen like a it solid yet. seven to eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, the only thing, like Bumblebee. They don't say, like, this is a flat-out reboot, but if it's not, it doesn't make sense because, like, everything that happens in that movie it's like, wildly contradicts everything that happened in the other Transformers movies. Oh. Where it's, like, 
Isn't it supposed to be a prequel? Yeah, no? but like in Transformers 5, it's like Bumblebee fucking fought in World War II. He's been here forever. And then in Transformers um, in Bumblebee, Bumblebee's like... World War II. Bumblebee arrived in like 1985 or 1987 or whatever year it was. Like It's like, okay, so Transformers 5 didn't happen, I guess. And then uh-huh. Optimus Prime comes in the very first movie. It's the first time he goes to Earth. And in Bumblebee, spoiler alert, he might be on Earth uh, in 1987 oh, or whatever. yeah. <laughs> so it's like just like say it's just I would lo- I would appreciate it if Warner Brothers or who's it Warner Paramount 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 and Hasbro were like it's a reboot and just go from there. I mean I guess it has to be now, right? Well, I don't like it when things are like, well, it might not be a reboot. Let's see. Right, Let's just yeah. call it a reboot. I mean I think Batman Begins was sort of a was sort of that way, wasn't it? Well, there what? was no such thing as reboot at the time. Right, yeah. It was like a wild it, new concept. But I know like with Batman Begins they were kind of like, well, let's make this movie and kind of maybe it's a kind of maybe it's a prequel, but then if it's good, then we'll just make it its own I thing. I don't think so. Probably not because the Joker was as at the end of that movie and the Joker in Batman 89 uh was created during the process of the movie. Oh yeah. So that's true. That don't make no sense. That's true. Uh Michael Bay uh, he is off Transformers now, and he's going to be, uh, or he's directing a movie called Six Underground, and then after that, Robopocalypse. Robopocalypse was going to be a Spielberg movie for a long time. Interesting. And Six Underground stars Ryan Reynolds, the internet's favorite guy. Yeah. And Pikachu, apparently. And Pikachu. I'll what give a you a bland choice. Gonna give you a hint. That movie isn't yeah. on my top ten anticipated movies of twenty nineteen. Not is because or not. I, not it's is me not. Me neither, yeah. Not because I think it looks bad, but just because it's not. Oh, I'm gonna have the time of my life watching no, I that hope movie. So. Uh and I I love even more that there's a bunch of Pokemon fans that are so outraged, right? Well are they, they, they were. They were for a second, but I, I think now they're just like, Well, okay, I'll see it. I didn't hear any outrage about it. Um, All I heard was like I didn't think that Pokemon was that texture. That's all I've heard. All right. Heard. Well, there was that. Wait, Jigglypuff's puffy? I don't get it. But they, but yeah. Did you know people that were actually mad? There was... Uh, I don't know. There was talk. They, I don't know if anybody's mad, but there okay. was just a lot of negative, like, hey, why the fuck is Jigglypuff furry? Or wouldn't it like be? Like, what? Like, oh, well, you thought Jigglypuff was scaly and it's not? Ooh. No, like a, like a shiny, like, gumball kind of texture. But it's like, you're, it's not your choice to make what texture right. jigglypuff is why are you upset yeah anyways um it's right. like i'd be like imagine like oh man i bet mace windu's lightsaber is blue and then it's purple in episode two and you're like fuck this movie it's you know it's like why does it matter how dare you also fun fact mace windu's lightsaber in various video games and comic books was blue until episode two came out oh yeah that's funny um all right, number four. I am going to go with this movie that I think everybody was kind of expecting to be a stinker. Uh, but, man, it was such a stinker that, like, I feel like Guillermo del Toro's heart just died. And that is uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Number four. Yeah. Mine, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. So... Why was this made? Why was why was Pacific Rim Uprising made? It made enough money in trying to squeak by a sequel, and everyone's like, "All oh, it was a cult hit," and everyone's like, "We love it." And then this, I think I described it when I saw it, and I, I, I wonder if you agree with me. Pacific Rim Uprising feels like the cash-in shitty comic book sequel to the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, it for one, it's like someone got hit on the head when they were writing it. Like it just it it 
uh, man. Some of the ideas I know, like Guillermo del Toro was like, man, Charlie Day is going to be the villain in the next movie. He's going to like that was like his ideas. And I feel like he had like a couple of like drawings and like his like you know rump like his ruckus room or whatever they call that like uh-huh. you know in one of his crazy piles of crazy drawings in his house and he like invited the producer over for tea and it's like I'll just take a couple of these scraps but they were like out of order and like had coffee stains on it and it's like uh, this is probably what he wanted it's just sad because I feel this movie should have been at the very least executively produced by Guillermo del Toro it probably was was it not I think it, I think it was, but I almost I, I I like on paper I feel it was, but I almost feel like he's just like, hey, here's this thing. I'm gonna fuck off now. Yeah. Uh, you guys just do whatever you want. It's like he's like yeah, in the bu- busy making the shape of water. He's like you know right. spritzing Doug Jones, and like they're like, hey Guillermo, we uh wouldn't it be cool if they-? it's like yeah 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 yeah. And yeah, no, and, and the thing is, like, you can tell there's a there's a huge difference in quality with the visual effects. Uh, there's a huge difference in quality with the casting. Like, really, any and all expensive cast from the first movie is just magically missing from the second movie. I wouldn't call it an expensive cast in the first movie. Well, I'm well, talking about I'm, I'm talking Charlie Char- Hunnam and Ron Perlman. That's oh, who yeah, I, that that's who I'm true. talking to. Um, talking about John Boyega gave it his best though. Like you can tell, like he's trying so hard to make it a real like a like a movie worth watching, and nobody's giving him the time of day. Listen, I would have loved for. For John Boyega and Scott Eastwood to be to be the new the new uh, bee's knees, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I would I would have loved for their chemistry and their 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 camaraderie to work on screen, but it just well, John it, Boyega is like he's like sashaying. It's like he's like quipping across the screen. He's like doing like fun <laughs> stuff with like you know like fun expressions, and he's like trying to liven things up. And Scott Eastwood's like. We gotta fight Man. the kaijus. Let's get inside the Jaegers. Come on, John Boyega. What are you doing? <laughs> Scott Eastwood is is. Uh, I've seen interviews with him, and he seems like he's just not into it. Scott Eastwood is an actor. Sort, that's what I would sort descri- of. That's how I would describe Scott Eastwood. He is an yeah. actor in movies. Yeah. Um, do you think that like he's doing it just because his dad forced him to? Or maybe he just doesn't no, know anything else. You know, honestly, and this is what I hate about like Hollywood dynasties mm-hmm. is whenever, whenever like the son or daughter or whoever, cousin, wife, husband, whoever, whenever they break into the industry, they always try to make it a point like, oh yeah, I, I didn't have any help doing this. Oh, yes, you did. And you know what? It's like, hey, Scott Eastwood, you look exactly like your dad. Uh, and that's how you got into movies. And hey, whatever, that's fine. There's there's worse reasons for people well, to get there's into always movies. Like, like, there's a thing. It's like, it's who you know. It's like, I'm sure, like, you know, just like called up like, a friend of a friend. It's like, can you just let him, like, you know, observe for a day? Like, it's all it takes. Right. And, like, it happens to normal people. Like, it doesn't really matter. Sure. As long as they're talented, it only is, uh, is sucky when they're clearly not talented, which isn't always that often. Right. I find, like, yeah. people like, for example, I just watched... Not on my top ten list, but I just watched. Uh, I also saw it two days ago. Um, Bad Times, the El Royale, and Dakota Johnson, daughter of Don Johnson's in that oh, movie. Right, she's a great actress. Yeah, no, she is. And you know, part of that yeah. good old fashioned Hollywood royalty. John Johnson's not Hollywood royalty, but whatever. <laughs> he was hey, in, he has his own. He has no, his own like, tier in the. He's got a tier. He's great stuff. I'm not saying he's like. I'm just saying, like you know, Nash he's no Clint, He's not like Clint Eastwood. 
Everybody knows him from Miami Vice, but yeah. dude, I used to watch the shit out of Nash Bridges. I like all right? Django Unchained. He's one of the best parts of that movie. Oh, His yeah. very brief appearance. That's right. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Nash Bridges though? It was him no, and I Cheech haven't. Marin and oh, their, and that their cops. Amazing. Yeah, it was on in the nineties. It was, it was something. Oh, Don Johnson. Um, well, mine was number four. Was that too? So I guess I'll just skip to number three. Okay. We'll do a little bit of a swap through. This year. Also continuing the trend of this movie should have been good but wasn't, is The Predator. Oh, interesting that that's your number three. Oh, yeah, but you have a higher uh, Yes, The Predator. What a god-awful movie. The Predator, I wouldn't, like, The Predator, I, like, didn't feel quite right. I've seen worse movies than The Predator this year that I don't really feel like, I don't want to just rip into them, so I'm not gonna. Uh-huh. Like, there were just, like, some crappy animated movies and stuff, but, like, sure. they were, like, so nothing, I feel like it wasn't... Like, I've been watching, like, through, like, some of the old Disney movies from the 70s and stuff, and those are, like, rough. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, but, like, The Predator had so much more going for it and didn't get there, but it has, like, a good half an hour of fun shit, you know? Yeah. But the fact that it had, you know, all these great actors and Great Shane director. Black, Great writer, great director. Great franchise, great, more or less. I mean, like, it's a strong franchise, I'd say. And it just didn't even get anywhere. That stings, and that's why it's on this this bottom five. Well, and what's so weird about that movie is you would you would think Shane Black would know. You know what I mean? Like, I, you, you think Shane Black would understand what a Predator movie is supposed to be, and it just, like... It just, I, man. I think based purely on like the ending of that movie, I feel like this movie was gone, was rushed into production without a script, without any kind of like sense of what the hell, what are we, what is this movie about? And they just kind of made it. Yeah. And it was this fucking thing where they turn the predator into a global warming thing <laughs> and like, uh, the super predator looked bad like i remember halfway through the movie i was like thinking like oh cool the idea of a predator being the target of like a a bounty hunter predator right and having to like team up with humans or something or like humans have to team up with the bounty hunter predator take on this like even more dangerous regular predator is such a cool idea that didn't happen in the movie a right second part and b i remember thinking the movie they're fucking wasting this idea on this movie damn it well, the bummer, like, honestly, when the regular Predator died in that movie, for me, that's when that movie died. Yeah, same. Like, the movie wasn't, like, fantastic up until that point, but after that, it was just nothing. Just, the rest of that movie was just bad. I think the Predator was, like, <laughs> they redid, like, the last, like, half of that movie, and the Predator was supposed to live through the end, I recall hearing. It was, oh, it yeah. also took place during the day and all this sort of stuff. Interesting. Um, well, and the shitty thing about this, honestly, the most shitty thing is it means we're not going to get another Predator movie for, like, ten years. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And the other shitty thing is, uh, well, actually, well, I was reading some of the, the thrown-out ideas for The Stinger, uh-huh. and they were like, in The Stinger, fucking Ripley was going to show up. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. Nobody knows what they're doing anymore. Right, yeah. If you're going to have someone show up, the obvious choice is Dutch. Yeah. Right? And, well, I, he turned it down. Right, yeah. And then the other thing was like, oh, and there's another idea. It's like, what about, hey, what about Newt? People love Newt from Aliens. It's like, what are you talking about? You mean dead Newt? Yeah. The kid? Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing makes sense anymore. I feel like the, either like, whoever's in charge of Fox is just like, fuck it. People, oh, who gives a shit? Like, if you're going to bring someone back, if you can't bring back Dutch, 
at least bring back, I don't know, like uh, Danny, Carl Glover, Danny Glover's character. Oh, Carl Weathers is long dead. Dude. Right, yeah. In that, in that universe. Right. Or like the, the lady from the first one, right? Yeah. Because she lived, right? So like bring her back or something. I don't know. Or Somebody that's from the Predator franchise, not alien shit. Or like at the, you could, at the very least, if like that actress isn't available, get like Salma Hayek to do it. Yeah. Just be Just like, recast. yeah, I'm the, I'm the same character. Also, you know, I'd love to see Salma Hayek in a Predator movie. That sounds great. Yeah, that would be great. Well, here's how you make a good Predator movie. And I'll say it again once. I said before a thousand times, say it again. You start the movie like Fast and Furious, a bunch of assholes in cars, and they're like lifting weights or whatever, and they do a cool heist or whatever. It's a yeah. play on the action movie of the time. Yes. And then the Predator shows up, preferably chasing another Predator, and then you have that movie I just described. Yeah. Where all these car assholes have to fucking fight a Predator. It's great. You know, I would love that. Or I'd even go as far as to say have like a faux Avengers movie where they're about to fight some faux villain whatever and then that's when the Predator comes in and kills like, oh, you're Mechanical Man and like you're patriotic guy. Well, it'd probably be like you have like off-brand <laughs> Batman similar right. to, to Frank Miller's ter- racist terrorist comic. Right. And then Predator shows up and they got a fight. Yeah. They're both like one gargoyle atop each other like stalking <laughs> each other that, you know. Yeah. No, I would I would love something like that. But yeah, you know what? We're never going to see uh we're never going to get that Predator movie that everybody's been waiting for for uh 30 years now. We're never going to get that that follow-up. The problem with the Predator franchise as of now is, like, outside of the first movie, no Predator movie is a good action movie. It's true. Like, they don't try to be... They, they, they try to be, like, sci-fi alien movies first and action movies second. It's like, yeah. no, no. Flip it. Flip that script. Make it a great action movie. Yeah. And then have Predator in it. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. What's your number three? My number three... Um, you know... Uh, I, I, I was debating this, um, putting it on this list, because I knew it was probably going to be bad. Mm. But I feel like this is another one of those movies where, hey, uh, this is the second movie in this in this uh, film franchise, and if this movie sucks, then like that's it, mm-hmm. right? And it's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, that's a, that's a, that is not a bad choice. Yeah. Uh, First of all, it's the fifth film in this franchise. Well, I'm I'm just talking reboot, world reboot, soft reboot status, right? Mm. Um, this was their chance to make that. Okay, I liked that first movie. I wouldn't say like see, you said it was bad. I was a thorough fan of the first Jurassic World. Yes, it was dumb popcorn fun, but like you know, I don't. There's nothing better than Jurassic Park. So like, you might as well make it dumb popcorn fun where people are fucking shooting dinosaurs out of the goddamn sky. The first Jurassic World movie is the second best Jurassic movie. Yes. That's what I'll say. Mm. It's better than Lost World. It's better than Jurassic Park 3. Um, there are some things I didn't like about it. You know, I mean, the whole made-up dinosaur thing is like, eh, what are we doing? But it w- it passes as a movie. It, mm. it, it For me, it gets, it gets a passing grade. This movie, <laughs> Fallen Kingdom is a lot like uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, where nothing makes sense and nothing matters. Jurassic Park fallen franchise, am I right? We, we f- yeah, we follow, we follow our heroes into some weird-ass mansion with some guy that was buddies with Hammond. Uh, <laughs> Off-screen for four movies. Yeah, he has a daughter that's <laughs> somehow a clone, which never gets followed up with It's a- the worst all. device I've ever seen in a movie. There's a... It- 
really un there's a really unprotected sloppy auction with dinosaurs where apparently things can break out of their cages and there's no it's just it just doesn't make Ted any Levine sense. Ted Levine wants to fuck some dinosaurs. I want to fuck that dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, he's he's mounting dinosaurs. And it does my least favorite thing that sequels do where it's like, hey, these two characters that were sort of an item at the beginning of the movie, they're broken up, but they'll get back right. together. It's like, shut up, just make them a couple it's the or s- don't. Yeah. Fucking they, National Treasure 2 shit. It's the same tease as as the first movie. I never saw National Treasure it's 2. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, we got we broke up or we got divorced. And the other movie's like, we shouldn't have got divorced. It's like, right. fuck you. Don't do that. Yeah. And here's looking at you, Ant-Man and the Wasp, doing the same thing. Yeah, I guess um, I kind of did that, man. Ant-Man and the Wasp is also on my short list. Um, I... Like, it was like the best least like of all the bad movies i've seen it was the best of them so it's hard to say but i didn't like that movie at all see i had fun with the movie and i accepted that it was just a nothing thing see i had more fun with transformers 5 and oh wow predator probably like i had no i didn't have a i had like no fun in <laughs> man 2 <laughs> all right well okay that's that's acceptable i mean i yeah I, it's you know i actually put i am in 2 is in my opinion the worst marvel movie of the MCU, period. Hmm. Worse than Iron Man 2. It's low. It's worse than Iron Man 2. It's worse than the first Thor. It's worse than all of them. I'll give you that. There's There hasn't been a Marvel movie that I've that I've disliked. But I'll give you... Uh, Ant-Man, t- Ant-Man and the Wasp is probably the worst. Ant-Man 2 is the first Marvel movie I have actively disliked. Wow. Probably, yes. Um... But anyways, uh, Jurassic World... Uh, but it's much better than Jurassic World and all these movies that we just talked about. So. Right, yeah. I, you know, the, the only thing I'll say is, like, the Ectoraptor, whatever the, the hell that was. Endoraptor was... was it, it's like, we got this in the first movie where it's a made-up dinosaur attacking everybody. We got to do something different. Mm-hmm. But they give us the same thing. and then And then at the end, it's like... Okay, so the dinosaurs are gonna die, but then this little girl's like, "No, they're gonna live," and then she lets them out, and then the rest of them are like, "Whoa, fuck it!" And so, <laughs> and so there's a little clip show at the end of the movie where it's like, dinosaurs in the waves and dinosaurs outside of a neighborhood, and yeah. di- and it's like, dude, hey, you should have made that act too. I would have loved to see that movie where dinosaurs get out into the real well, world. They just want to save it for the next one. Which, to be right. fair. Unlike a lot of the movies we talked about with their like, oh, to be continued for this, this one, like, okay. you still got me for one more. I, maybe. You know, it's like, I do want to see that. Listen, the trailer. A planet of dinos. <laughs> the trailer better be fucking good. That's all I got to say. That's true. Um, Jeff Goldblum be- has to be a real character or not in it being in it at all. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Hell, Laura Dern should come back. She hasn't gotten one. Everyone else gets one. Why didn't she get one? Bring back the bring. The, hey, my vote. Bring back the three of them. Bring bring back Sam Neill. Br- fuck it. Just just double down. Bring back all three. Make it a a, a masturbatory fun fest. Yeah. Fuck fest. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah. That movie, like, yeah, it was fine. Um, the will I will say about all the movies we have mentioned though, VFX. Pretty good. Really good. Very yeah. good stuff. Good VFX, like very glossy, nice movies. Like all like the movies are well produced, so it's like, you know, they're not like trash. But Yeah. It the, all comes down to writing. But I think, for honestly. these movies, I must say a little disclaimer. For these lists, it comes down to personal entertainment value sure. for the most part. 
I'm not going to say that this was an objectively bad movie, although I will think it, but I'm not going to say it. Most things are subjectively good or bad. I, it takes a movie being real bad to be ob- objectively bad, right? Uh, no. I mean, there's lots of objectively bad things about lots of movies. It really depends on like if it makes sense in story. There's like you know tried and true storytelling things, and does it make sense? And like that's the other thing. But entertainment value is the most subjective of all yeah. of this, and that's really where I'm coming from. Yeah. Speaking of things that aren't entertaining at all, my number two movie <laughs> was the most boring movie. I one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out of the theater. Twenty minutes in, I'm like. Me and my girlfriend like, should we go? No, we should, we have to watch this. Oh man, I can't wait. Um, and the the most like you know you know ball punching like sad thing about it is this was a movie by Ardman, the one of the oh. best fucking animation studios on the planet, and it was God. early man. It was I've never seen a movie animation and anime movies take so much time and effort and people. I've never seen a movie be lazier. Right. It was the laziest anime movie I've ever seen. All the jokes were like. Uh, I don't know. And it like uh, someone gets squished like by a big foot. Yeah. And like the plot was just like, let's just get this over. The whole movie felt like, let's get this over. I think it was a movie. I, I based purely on the movie itself. It felt like a movie that was made like three times. And this was like the third time. It's like, let's just get this out the door. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, I remember you saw it. I, I wanted to see it, but after you told me it was, it was real bad, I decided not to see it's it. It's also a secret, you know, football movie, which is really annoying. Cause I don't like, Oh, it's like, Oh, I thought this was going to be a fun movie about caveman. It's just a fucking inspirational sports movie, but it's like not even, <laughs> there's like Gosh. nothing good about it. Except for the animation. Of course, the animation is still great as is the, you know, the design of it all. Fantastic right. stuff. But like, it's just such, it's a, it's such a waste. Just slog. That sucks. Yeah. That's a bummer. It honestly. is a real bummer. I mean, like, you know, I'm not, like, saying that. Um, Ardman, like, I just, like, I, I love them, their stuff. So I'll, I'll see all their movies regardless. Sure, but, like, yeah. it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, come on, guys. Right. And especially when something is is uh, not the uh, prevailing medium of animation, it's like you want it to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I feel about Laika a lot of times. Like, I feel like their movies are just one notch away from being, like, really great. Um, and I, I enjoy them for what they are, but like as one of those studios where, especially with this next movie coming out, I'm like, eh, the I don't thing know. like Paranorman I thought was one of the best animated movies of the decade, and wow. since then, like with the box trolls and Kubo, it's like, yeah, like you said, like so close. Yeah. Um, yeah. and this next one, like I'll see it, but there's a point. This one, especially this one, of all the movies they've ever done, this there's a point where it's like, why don't you just make it CG? Right. Because it doesn't look like stop motion anymore. Yeah. And so it's sort yeah. of this like, it, if, it, if it looks like CG, maybe you should either just tone it down and make it look like stop motion or just make it CG. It's funny. I uh, I have a friend and you know him too, mm-hmm. but uh, he's a stop mo guy and he's always just ranting about how much he doesn't like Leica mm-hmm. because of that. Because he's like, this looks a lot like just 3D animation and there's 3D animated components in it and it's like, why are they even bothering with, with stop-mo? Well, I feel like with Paranorman, they would like 3D print stuff to make motion smears and all that stuff. Yeah. And it was like really cool and awesome and I think since then, they've like gone like, they've gotten like a lot of, they've gone very composite Right. Like yeah. a lot of like after effects, not after effects, but like yeah. after, uh, post, you know, a lot of post-processing and that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Very, yeah, very glossy, very, very perfect. Um, <laughs> You know, very impressive looking visually, and they do a lot of really cool stuff with their giant puppets and all that. But still, it's just like uh, at some point, 
maybe you just do just it on twos. It makes you wonder, just yeah. Make it, just do it on twos. Yeah. It's kind of funny when, like, you know, you got 3D movie or CG movies like Spider-Man on twos, and you got these, like, super fluid stop-motion movies. Spider-Man in some parts, I feel, I felt like Spider-Man was, like, on three or four. Maybe. Uh, and it worked. It definitely was like it was cool looking, but doesn't need to be. The I think I've seen like some things like with like low frame rates. Like there's some shows on the internet that I won't name names, but that like people are like this looks like trash. Um, and they have like mm-hmm. they're on twos or even threes or fours, and people are like it's just because the low frame rates. Like no, it's because the animation's bad. Oh yeah, it's because it has bad stiff animation. Yeah, <laughs> and it always bothers me when people associate you know bad animation to bad frame rate even anime like i don't like it it's because they're stiff bad poses people you know I, it, it's just it's just knowledge it just comes down to how much knowledge someone has a, mm-hmm. about how something's made right? there's like i've seen some really cool scenes in like some anime that are like on threes or fours but they're like really like dynamic and they like pose really well and like they read a lot and they're like great and i've seen similar scenes where it's like people like rock them sock them robots on like on fours and looks like trash because <laughs> it's just quality of you know of the motion yeah yeah all right alex number two um number two for me um now this was a movie directed by drew goddard who I, I, I think is, uh, you know, Cabin in the Woods was great. Well, I liked the it. movie I just saw, I suppose. Um, uh, you know, I thought this had a great ensemble cast. I was really looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be like a kind of a cool sister piece to uh, another movie that I put on my top 10 for this year. But um, it was Bad Times at the El Royale. See, I just saw that. And I'm, I'm just going to say I kind of had a bad time. Huh. Watching bad times at El Royale. I did read a fun review of which was bad times at the El Royale, more like bad times at the El Royale. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: um, Drew Goddard is really great with building an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know this, but he actually—I don't know if he's the executive producer or something for um, the Netflix Daredevil. He's also uh, the same for the Good Place. Yeah, the Good Place he directs too. A lot yeah. of episodes of the Good Place. And that's the thing. When I watch this movie, I'm like, you know, I, I don't. Why didn't this work for me? Like, what what was wrong with this movie? And I I thought about. It, I'm like, if they had taken this same story, and and stretched it out to be like a season of something, it would have worked. I thought. I, I thought it would have worked better if we spent more time, like, before that weird at a left field third act took place yeah. where it's just like what is going on right now uh um so yeah i that's it was a movie that i was really looking forward to for most of the year and when it came out i'm just like uh, i don't know so yeah i saw it like two days ago and i kind of loved it okay i thought it was actually better than cabin in the woods i'm not a big fan of that movie like it's clever I like it. but like again with the last act like you know the last i'll call it the last act fucked you that's what that's what i'll call that and i feel like drew goddard's a fan of that it wasn't as egregious in this movie it was definitely a last act fuck you but i didn't like didn't like take me out of the movie as much as it did in cabin in the woods see Um, that's interesting because i felt with cabin in the woods it was the twist was more appropriate it was more appropriate the story but like i was just like I don't know. I just didn't like the last act of that movie. It was just like a little yeah. like s- silly. It was definitely a middle finger to the audience. It mm-hmm. was like, hey, horror fans, uh, fuck you. <laughs> um, the last act of this movie, and I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know if there's any avoiding spoilers for this, but 
like um, Chris Hemsworth character. Chris Hemsworth's character. They keep alluding to the fact that he's trouble and he's he's coming to it's basically do something. a Manson type. But he shows up to this hotel and he's kind of just an asshole for no reason at all. And you're like, why is he so like? This dude is just like so abrasive for for and I I don't felt I didn't feel like it was earned like the situation he put the characters in towards the end of the movie, uh, it 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 felt like it didn't build up to that enough with that particular character. Yeah, I agree. And like he's like playing games with people and stuff. And it's like why doesn't he just kill him and leave? Right. Yeah. Or like not kill him and leave. There's really nothing about that. Like I do agree that. It was like the last act is the weakest part of the movie, but I still think it was overall a very strong film. Everything up to that was to cool. Yeah, everything up, up to that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For for whatever reason, the third act just sort of, it, it bummed me out. You want to know what my, my film guilty pleasures is? Huh. People casing hotels. People in rooms like making sure that like they're not being bugged or like, you know, start, like pretending to do one thing, but they're actually doing another thing. Right. One of my favorite things in movies. Every time I see a movie with them, I'm like, I like this. <laughs> okay. Like, like uh, you know, uh, like Dr. No, or not, uh, that's one, but uh, the, the other one is um, From Russia With Love, or like No Country for Old Men, that kind of stuff. Yeah, in hotel yeah. rooms, up to some shit, and they're like trying to be nondescript. Right. I'm always, uh, I, like, I just realized watching this movie, I'm like, you know, I like when this happens in movies. Huh. <laughs> what does that say about me? Well, well, I have a hard time believing that's the second worst movie you saw all year, but whatever. Uh, it's just my expectations were high, and I felt like they were thwarted. can expect things, man. I mean, with I'll be honest, with Crimes of Grindelwald and with Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom, and with Pacific Rim Uprising, my expectations were realistic. Well, you shouldn't lie. I don't know. Expectations um, are dangerous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, sorry, did you... S- did you say your number two or no? I did. It was early man. And I assume oh, your right. number one we already talked about. My number one is the Predator. The Predator. God damn it. Come on, guys. God damn it. Uh, the Predator is one of my favorite movies of all time. That first one. Just Predator. Or, yes. And just the character design and like the deal with the character being this like alien that just fucks with people and stuff. And man, this movie... <laughs> now he's not hunting. He's collecting or whatever the oh, fuck. It's like, oh, come God. on, guys. They made it about they made it about global warming and autism and autism. Well, I mean, I was fine with that up to, up to a point, up to a point where it didn't work anymore. And and uh, like in the beginning of the movie, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like they're gonna have this kid do something really fucking cool. Because, well, yeah, like that's cool. But then it's like predators want autism to weaponize it. And right. It's like why? It's literally the predator being like, I want this kid because he's Mikana. Yeah, and it's just like okay. Okay, movie. I, I'm done. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're. I'm. I'm done talking about the Predator. Yeah, and That's then fine. My least good movie I saw this year was a movie that nobody. That was from like 1990 or whatever. Uh, nobody's seen it. No one should. Um, it was the last film from Canon Pictures. Oh. Uh, notoriously trash, awful production company. It was Jean Claude Van Damme's Cyborg, which isn't a movie. <laughs> Nothing happened. It's it's forty five minutes of footage stretched out into like an hour and twenty minutes. It's wow. not a movie. There's nothing I can say about it. It's just not a movie. Is it about a cyborg? No. <laughs> it's not. 
there's a cyborg in it, kind of, sort of, but it's not about a cyborg. It's not about anything. Nothing Jeez. happens. It's not about anything. That's crazy. It's like the world, and it's like a post-apocalypse. And that's, that's it. That's it. Wow. So it's like your typical 90s, like, just worthless schlock. It was basically, basically I read, I was reading about it. I'm like, how did this happen? And it's basically like, this is a movie made for no money using, like, fat, like you know, abandoned sets and sets of other movies that they were going to make that never got around to it because they <laughs> ran out of money. And it's barely a movie. Jesus. It's just like, it's uh, from, from, from the word go, running on fumes. Wow. So see if you're interested, but it's like, it's just, it's not fu- exciting. It's not funny. It's not like so bad. It's good. It's just nothing. It's just nothing. It's just a nothing movie. You know, I, I don't really have much of a, I don't have an interest in Jean-Claude Van Damme anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go see a movie just because it's like a, 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 a campy hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme there movie. There is one movie of uh-huh. his that you have to see that I am now saying you have to see it. And that's it was a Bloodsport. Blood yeah. Yes. Have you seen it? I've seen Bloodsport. Uh, barely remember it. Well, that's the only one. I just watched Time Cop. You can like that's a movie also, but uh-huh. it's the if I've never seen such a big Terminator two ripoff. Oh my god! Wow. And of course, who hasn't seen Street Fighter? Right? Street Fighter's not yeah. his movie. Well, it is, but hey, who are we gonna cast as being the um, overtly? Uh, uh, Overtly American uh, fighter in the Street Fighter. You mean game. that Belgium guy? Let's yeah, let's get Jean Claude Van Damme. Um. Anyways, right. well, so what I think we should do right now is pause the tape and save it so we don't I lose agree. it. And I want to get myself a nice lacroix and, and wet my whistle. So, folks, tune in for part two. Take a little poopy break, and How we'll be you? back. And on to the good part. One, two, three. Yeah, that's the sound of boring people with our lightly flavored waters. Lacrix. Lacroix, if we're Lacroix. if we're being uh, responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hey, folks, welcome back. This is part two of uh, Alex and Mike's uh, picks of 2018 slash filmtastic finale or whatever. That's right. So uh, for the last hour and a half, we talked about first our top five uh, discoveries of 2018. That's movies we watched that didn't come out in 2018, but came out prior that we watched on our own uh, outside of theaters. And then we, we talked about um, our bottom five movies of 2018, which could either be movies in theaters or it can be movies that we saw on our own outside mm-hmm. of theaters that came out prior. So now we're going to talk about the real juicy yeah. section. The thing um, that everyone really cares about. The top 10 films that we saw in 2018 theaters right. and all that stuff. 2018 movies. Yes. Yes. So, Alex, hey, man. Um, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. It actually doesn't necessarily need to be in theaters as long as you saw it in the year 2018 and it came out in the year 2018. That's what counts. Right. Because a couple of years I've seen movies like from like January, February that I saw like in like October. I'm like, that was fucking great. Get Out, for example. Oh, right. Last yeah. year was on my list, I think. They just need to categorically be 2018 movies. Yes. yes. Uh, this year, though, all the movies on my list are from the theaters, uh, except for one, technically, I guess. Um, oh, I know which one that is. Uh, so, number. Uh, am I starting? Sure. Okay, I didn't. I guess I was number ten. The number ten movie I saw in the theaters was, I would say, mm, well, it's wrong to say Spike Lee's triumphant return to form, 
but it's my favorite Spike Lee movie I've seen in a long time. That's Black Klansman. Oh, okay. Which I thought was just a quite quite a movie. There were other movies this year similar. Uh, I I recall seeing and stuff like that, but I thought of all the movies, Black Klansman really hit me the hardest in terms of movies being about how America sucks. <laughs> uh, that was that was my favorite. It's you know it's interesting that you say that because I saw Black Klansman, but right before that I saw Blind Spotting, and I feel like those two movies came out around the same time, and they had similar messages. What is Blind Spotting? Because I think I hear Blind Spotting, I'm like, is that that Sandra Bullock movie? No, no, that's I know it's not Bird Box. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm thinking the blind. I'm saying the Blind Side. So Blind Spotting came out in the summer of 2018. Starring, uh, I know I always say his name wrong, but I think this is right, David Diggs, uh, who is a rapper who I've seen live, and he's apparently the fastest rapper out there. Was he but, really fast when you saw him? Oh fuck yeah, he was. Uh, but he's also an actor. He's been, in, you know, he's been in quite a few things. I think he got his, his I think he got his notoriety uh, with uh, Hamilton. Oh I think he was yeah, I've Hamilton. heard of that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I saw this movie and I thought it was really great. And then I saw Black Klansman, and honestly, uh, it's not that I disliked it. I thought it was I thought it was worth seeing, but it just for whatever reason didn't do it for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't do it for me. But um, you know, that's not to say it's bad. I just you know. I thought and it kind of flipped the coin for me, and I wouldn't say this other movie didn't do it for me, but like it definitely didn't hit me as hard as I wish it would have. Um, uh-huh. so I, I saw Black Klansman and then I saw recently a couple of weeks ago, I saw If Beale Street Could Talk, another movie about the African-American experience in late sixties, early seventies. Oh, interesting. Um, also America sucks. Cops are really racist, <laughs> etc. Um, and that movie just didn't get it. It just didn't get it to me, you know? Right. Like it was a great movie, very well filmed, beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I just didn't, it didn't make me feel anything, you know? Um, which is like a real bummer. Like it did at times, but it did like it did like the first half hour. I thought really did of like this is a great movie, and then it just kind of uh-huh. like. And I, there are reasons I can get into why I felt that way because it's kind of told out of narrative sync, and so some things where I'm supposed to like be in the moment, I can't because I know it's other things going to happen. Right, and it's like you know that that it's not the movie's fault. It's just me. But ultimately, the point is, I'm tired of movies about people being sad. Well, sure, me too, but. That's like this year, like Roma, which was a great movie, and Beale Street, great movies, fantastic, like masterful movies, brilliant movies. But ultimately, they're just movies about people being sad for two hours, and I just can't take it. Well, you know, this is what I'm going to say about 2018, which is I, I think um, has made this year maybe one of my favorite years for movies of all time, is there's such a strong narrative with 2018 movies about like, uh, about society, about racism, about like um, all kinds of shit. 2018 has something to say. And uh, hey, man, you know, maybe I'm just a glutton for sadness, but uh, I don't know, dude. There, uh, and, and, you know, just getting back to like Black Klansman, Blind Spotting, and some other movies that I, I have on my list that I'll mention. But like this year was just, uh, I don't know. It, it was. It was an angry year. It, no, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was uh it was uh 
definitely some some really riveting stuff. Like I've seen lots of great movies about people being sad. I should say, they're like you know a lot of really really good stuff out there. I don't know. But this year it's just sort of like I felt like the movies that were those in that genre, which is my second least favorite genre behind period pieces of people being sad. Oh right. Um, <laughs> Like, it felt like there was no little moments of triumph. It was just, like, all just people. All sad. All sad yeah. all the time. And again, like, there was some bits of triumph in Beale Street, for the most part, though, was overshadowed by them being sad. Yeah. But getting back to Black Klansman, uh, yeah, definitely, like, definitely a good movie. It, it just didn't make my top ten list, mm-hmm. you know. Um, all right, so my top ten, uh, the, the first one on my top ten is Hotel Artemis. Hotel Transylvania? Yeah, Hotel Trans... Man, when they go on that cruise ship... I thought and then... you didn't really care for Hotel Artemis. No, I liked it Oh, I thought you said it was just kind of okay. No, I liked it a lot. Oh, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, I know my girlfriend thought it was just okay. No, oh, maybe that was what I saw. Um, but here's the thing. Hotel Artemis was the movie I was hoping Bad, uh, bad Times at El Royale was going to be. A couple of hotel movies. Where it's... Where it's an ensemble cast of really interesting characters, and you know each one of them has their one note like novelty, and they interact, and they things get complicated, and you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was. I I thought it was great. Um, uh, there's a lot of people in that movie that, uh, like Sterling K. Brown, who mm-hmm. who was in The Predator, which is unfortunate, but Sterling K. Brown. Um, he seems to be a rising star. Uh, it had. Um, I'm just gonna pull up the list. Do it. Dave Bautista, I remember. Dave Bautista was in it. Charlie Day was in it. Um, uh, the girl from the Mummy, the woman from the Mummy. Well, yeah. I forget her name. Uh, hold on, let me think. Uh, I forget. Of course, Jodie Foster was sort of the main character. Sophia Boutella, that's it. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was great. Uh, yeah, Jenny Slate was in the movie. There is a ton of people in the movie, and and I don't know. I it it's it's one of those movies again where I don't think it's a it's a big deal, but it's like one of those movies you could just pop in, watch, and you're gonna like it. So, yeah, that's my number ten. Hmm. Cool. So I was looking for an actor, and it was like, who's an actor? I, never mind. We are not in Hotel Artemis. It ultimately doesn't matter, you know. Uh, number nine, uh, nine, nine, number nine. Um, I should have moved this up one. It would make more sense. Um, number nine movie was a movie I saw right after Black Klansman. It was a great one-two. It was a one-two punch of a week. I did say, yeah. Uh, fantastic movie full of the feelings. Uh, (laughs) really, really got you by the heart and it tugged all over the place. I guess you could call this a movie about people being sad, but like it's different. I don't know. And this was eighth grade. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I. I should have seen that movie. Oh, you didn't? I never, I never oh, got around to so seeing good. it. Oh, it's so good. It's really great. I think it's on Amazon Prime or something yeah, right I now. Yeah, I think so. It's it's just a, a wonderful coming-of-age movie. That was uh, the, that one comedian that did Bo that. Bo Burnham. Movie. Bo Burnham, The yeah. annoyingly talented Bo Burnham. You know what's interesting is uh, I hear that stand-up comics don't like him. Because um, he got a star on YouTube or something? Right, oh, yeah. Oh, they're just jealous. Yeah. But no, he's. I mean, he's amazing. My uncle uh, coached him in little league baseball. Really? Yeah, he said he was a funny kid. <laughs> well, that's good. So, yep. Um, I'm glad to see you success. Like, it's like the people say, like, how could this like comedian get into the headspace of a 14 year old girl so well? It's like, 
like well first of all the universal issues but it's pretty incredible that like he just like gets this per like this person and this type time of their life and I'm sure he was in a very similar situation. Right. He was like from the social media age group, and I, I never, I couldn't relate to that. But you know, movies uh, like this, uh, it doesn't matter if you can relate to it or not. It's still a great movie. That's one of the things I that annoys me when I see people who like don't like. Oh, it's like oh, I didn't like Edge of Seventeen, or oh, I didn't like Lady Bird because I didn't like. They didn't live like like I didn't grow up like them. I can't relate. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's like that's that's not like a. You should be able to relate to me. That's the point of the movie. And B. It's like, oh man. I'm neither an African American or gay. I didn't like Moonlight. It's like what? What are you talking about? Right, you know, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's not. A, that's not a yeah. criticism. It's people. Uh, I, I honestly think I just that. I, it's people not having patience mm. with a movie. I think it's people just like not taking the time to actually just think about it or whatever. You know, it, it's just yeah, it's just laziness. Or it could just be like, I don't care about this person. I'm like, okay, was that the movie's fault or your fault? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, well, I recommend that movie thoroughly. It's like, you know, if you grew up in like, you know, suburban America, that movie will give you PTSD. If you didn't, it's just a really good character study of the kids growing up in suburban America. Yeah. Well, hey, I grew up in the Burbs. Uh, I was in eighth grade at one point. It sucked. So yeah, I definitely want to see that movie for sure. I will say actually, it's a movie that's refreshing it's a movie about a girl who doesn't just want to be popular she just wants to be somebody which yeah. i like movies like that where it's like not nearly as because like school doesn't matter but right. like being somebody matters yeah and that's well, why it's an important story and when you're at that age you know you're you're there yeah it, it your whole world is that your whole mm. world is school whether you yeah. like it or not like when yeah once you leave school and you look back at it you're like eh, well yeah. that was nothing but like, yeah, when you're in it, that's your whole life. Oh, the last thing I want to say also before we go on to yours is the dad, yeah. the actor who plays the dad in that movie is fantastic. And that character in that movie is the most, speaking of relatability, the most single, most relatable character in any movie I've ever seen ever. Wow. Every time the, the girl would do something and the dad responded, it's like, that's exactly how I would respond in that situation. <laughs> Where he's just like kind of this, he's like a goofy dad with his dad jokes and his dad whatever. But like, it's like, yep, that's how I'd be Oh yeah. right there. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, um, and he's got this great speech at the end that like almost made me cry. It's the only time in the whole year I think I almost cried in a movie. Jeez. Because it was like a really like relatable speech. I could, you know, I've had that. I've had to say that to other people and stuff. Hmm. You, know, you just watch it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. Um. Okay. So my number nine is. Vice. Oh, uh, I never saw it. I, I skipped it because I didn't have patience. Vice is uh, not not a perfect movie. Probably don't need to see it again. Probably don't need to buy it. Probably, uh, it, you know, the interesting thing about Vice is, is the the movie itself didn't allow the characters to do enough. And what I mean is, like, we would have gotten better performances out of the cast if the movie had been set up for them to do it. Mm -hmm. But the reason I put on my list is, you know, I I was waiting to see this movie for a year uh, ever since I heard that, like, oh, hey, Christian Bale's going to just get really fat and play Dick Cheney. It's like, oh, wow, this is, like, some more Christian Bale uh, mania. 
you know, so um, finally comes out. I watched it. And I'm like, okay, that was that was fine. But like him in that movie, um, you know, uh, unsurprisingly, I mean, you, you, you reach a point where you're just watching Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not sitting there going like, oh, that's Christian Bale. It's it's like, nope, that's Dick Cheney. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think the movie deserves some merit. I thought uh, uh, Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush was also really great. Um, Amy Adams was great. Uh so yeah, I mean that's that's all. It it's a movie about a really interesting time, I think, in our political history where things were actually pretty awful, <laughs> uh, and uh, it showcases um, maybe one of our worst politicians I think that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It it's it's worth seeing. Yeah. I think having made a Dick Cheney documentary, I should probably watch it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I've rather been involved in the production of a Dick Cheney documentary. I didn't say I didn't make it. Uh, you filmed yeah. him. You walked up to him and you filmed him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I like how your top ten list is is like number nine. Yeah, this movie is just kind of all right. <laughs> well, it has to just have something about it that that makes it uh, n- notable. So it's like your top ten most memorable movies. You could say. Um, Most impactful I mean, movies. These are all movies that I just recommend for okay. folks to watch. Yeah, um, like I own Hotel Artemis. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So nice. All right, number eight. Yeah, which is not eighth grade, like it should have been though. It would have just been a little better, but it's not. Instead, this is a movie where, of all the movies on the list, I guess it's probably like. Well, I don't know. This movie I had a blast with, though. It's one of the few movies I saw more than once in theaters. Yeah. It was tons of fun. Maybe not my favorite of the series. Maybe kind of in the middle. I'm not sure. Oh, I know what this is. But I thought it was better than more recent films. And that solo a Star Wars story, just a real good time. I was curious to see if you're going to put that on your your list. It Uh, would take a real bad Star Wars movie for it to not land on a top ten, honestly. Yeah. Um, Solo, I still need a rewatch. I still don't know exactly how I feel about it. But, yes, at the very least, I think it was a very fun time. Uh, There's nothing really bad about it except, well, yeah, uh, the whole Darth Maul thing. I'm a fan of that, though. So we've talked about it before. I'm a fan of how it's just like, deal with it. You don't don't know why Darth Maul's back from dead? Fuck you, it's happening. The, I appreciate the, that. And I get it. I mean, you know, hey, this this universe doesn't belong to me. I don't get to call the shots, right? I, I understand all that, but I... Darth Maul was always sort of like a weird kind of like, hey, this is your, this is your like attack dog, right? Like, this dude's not like intelligent, really. He is. You haven't seen the Clone Wars. All right. You keep yeah. saying, you keep yeah. complaining about how Darth Maul's this, this, and that, but you haven't seen his defining character arc. See, we get into the extended universe stuff, and it's like, yeah, I, I definitely get lost. But you know, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. It's it. It's not like someone shitting into my eyeballs, right? Yeah. So, like, you know. And I will say, while it's not my most re- favorite Star Wars movie, it's not even of the the most recent ones. I think it's the most Star Wars feeling movie since Episode Six. Since nineteen eighty three, it's the six. movie. It's since the Return of the Jedi. It's the movie that feels the most like Star Wars. Okay, I yeah yeah okay. I, I I could see that. It's uh, 
Yeah. And I don't really, like, care, like, oh, it's like, oh, does it feel like Star Wars, does it not? Like, that's, like, such a, like, mystifying feeling that doesn't really make any sense. It's so wishy-washy. But right. I will say, like, I can, like, put my finger on this one and be like, this feels like Star Wars. Yeah. I think it's, like, that Western attitude it has. I don't know. Like, that, like, Wild Wild West kind of way, you know? Well, it's it's a lot more carefree than I think Star Wars has been since the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh you get into the prequels and it's a bunch of political stuff. And then you get into this new series and it's a bunch of like bummed out folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everybody dying. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just an adventure movie. And I think that's what, I think that's sort of what I, yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's just your, your typical adventure movie, fun times and yeah. super bummed. It didn't do too well. Cause I know that like they're shelving the, 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 what do you call it? The spin-off program for a while. Figure their their shit out. It was just a product of it was a product of a lot of factors, unfortunately. Well, here's the thing, and I know you and I disagree about this, but I feel like some things you can do, like hey, we're just throwing a bunch of shit at you, right? Maybe Star Wars is not that. I think they've shifted to television for like the the right. offshoots, though, and that's good. Yeah. I think that's a better way to go. Like, I feel like The Mandalorian is probably, was probably maybe going to be a movie, but now is going to be a show. Yeah, I think, like, any their, their Boa Fett bounty hunter kind of idea they were throwing out that's been, like, you know, reported on where it was, like, it was going to have all the all your favorite, you know, Bosk and all that. I think all that stuff's probably been, like, shuffling the TV, where, honestly, it probably belongs, because, like, Bounty yeah. Hunters, like, it's uh, one and done is not great for Bounty Hunters. It's like, you look to pop up and be like, right. hey, IG, let's have a drink, let's talk, okay, see you, and then they'll come back. <laughs> have a drink with a robot, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there also, there's that Cassie and Andor series, which uh, I'm not excited about. Andor? Cassie and Andor, the uh, Captain oh, Cassie and Andor oh, from, from okay. Rogue One. Uh, he just has a similar name to Endor. No, yes. Uh, he, uh, I'm like, I didn't like his character that much in that movie, but there's also a lot of room for like, you know, rebel espionage. Yeah. And also Alan Tudyk can be in it. Right. I yeah. love Alan Tudyk. And then also Clone Wars season seven. So, so the television side of Star Wars is, is going strong. And that's, yeah, like, I agree with you. I think that's a better way to go. Uh, yeah. And resistance ain't bad. It's not like great, but it ain't bad. So that's something. There's something odd about people's perception i think of what star wars is it's a very it's in a very like specific spot and i i i I think with the spinoffs it's sort of like you're inherently telling people hey this isn't as important Mm -hmm. as the main line or whatever even though like whatever it doesn't matter like for me i'll see it either way but i think for a lot of people it's just like well a han solo movie eh I don't know. Like, yeah, like, that's the thing. And they, the problem with the whole thing is, like, it shouldn't have cost as much as it did with the fighting of the directors and all that stuff. It should have just been, like, Ron Howard from the beginning. You should have just made right. a safe move. Like, not safe, but you should have just made a... It was just a, it was a bad situation. And a lot of people say the same thing. I actually feel like I probably agree with this. Maybe it should have just been a Lando movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was the best part of that movie. It's definitely more interesting. Yeah. Because Lando is a little more of a mysterious character, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways. hey, yeah, that's a worthy choice. Uh, I again, I have to see it again, but um, definitely, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Um. Okay, so sorry, we're on number eight. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the favorite. Oh, 
Yeah. Your favorite, eighth favorite movie of the year. My eighth favorite movie of the year is The Favorite. That movie was on my short list, but it didn't quite get there. I don't know. I just, you know what's interesting about it is uh, I always enjoy Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. She uh, is fantastic. She's a great actress. I haven't seen her in forever. I'm very glad she is so high profile in this movie. Yeah, she's really come back, I think. Well, I think she like um, left to have a family and stuff. Well, there's that, yeah. But I mean, there was a few years there where I, I, I don't know, I didn't hear about her. Like a lot of the odds. I think family. Again, she like married Daniel Craig and probably had some kids. Okay. Well, I know she recently had a kid, right? I don't know. I just assume. Okay. when Usually when actresses tend to drop off the map, it's either that the Hollywood's abandoned them for being too old or they have families or both. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was great. Um, uh, I, man, I forget the, the name of uh, the main... Of the, Olivia of the Coleman? Queen. Olivia Coleman, yeah. She was fantastic. fantastic. She'll probably win... She'll probably win um, Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting yeah, Actress. Yeah, I d- hope yeah. so. She is, of all the actresses I've seen this year, she is the Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Emma Stone, I think, uh, post-La La Land, I think Emma Stone's, like, kind of making some some good choices. Yeah, she's been really great. Um, uh, she's like, getting real picky with what she does nowadays. I don't think she deserved her uh, Best Actress for La La Land, but, like, she is either. Best Actress material. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sad that she won, you know? Yeah, and it sort of it sort of set her career on, like, oh, now she's just doing, like... You know, like Maniac and like this and uh, uh, the tennis one. I thought it was. Oh yeah, Battle of the Sexes. That's right. Yeah, that was really good. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this movie's just. This is like the movie where I feel like okay, this is the real big like Oscar bait kind of movie for this year. You know, for 2018. It's being set up as such. Um, I feel like it's not getting as much. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just because I haven't been. I don't have my ear to the ground. Maybe I feel like it hasn't gotten as much buzz. Probably I, not. Yeah. I think. Well, well, I think it's like. I feel, I feel like the Golden Globes kind of just didn't give a shit about it, and the Golden Globes don't matter. <laughs> and I, I have a personally hate the Golden Globes, but that's just me. And they're not, the drunk Oscars. But uh, I feel like that didn't help it. You know, it wasn't really in that conversation. Same with Roma. Also, wasn't really part of that. Uh, the Golden Globes. Don't even look at it. I want to see. All right. Um. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Roma got snubbed, too? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, fuck the Golden Globes. Well, the winners, well, I'll say the winners were Green Book uh, for comedy and Bohemian Rhapsody for drama. Ugh, fuckers. That makes me mad. Yeah, I was a little little livid. I'm like, that, like, that doesn't make real, sense. Makes me real angry. Uh, anyways, Bohemian Rhapsody just missed my shortlist for... Uh, for bottom five movies, mm. um, unfortunately. But anyways, the favorite was quite good. Like it's kind of weird because that director makes notoriously weird movies, so it's kind of fun. That funny, like when it's funny when directors that make weird esoteric movies suddenly like become like the the forefront of the best picture race. Like yeah. Del Toro last year and that kind of stuff. Well, it's funny. I I saw. I think I saw these on the same day, or maybe a day apart. But I saw the lobster and I saw the favorite, like really, like next to each other. Mm. The lot. That's the same director, right? Yeah. Uh, lobsters, crazy. I, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. The secret deer is crazy, and they've all come out like one year after each other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lobster, like, I think boom, it was twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen or something. Yeah. And, I saw. Uh, your uh, girlfriend took me to see uh, to Conan once, where uh, Colin Farrell was peddling the lobster. We're talking about how how great it was. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 
That was a long time ago. Yes, in yesteryear. Yesteryear. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't know. It's it's like a, a small world, you know. Like I I didn't know that you and her were actually like good friends for, until you know, maybe we started dating. I I didn't know that the two of you like had had this like friendship for a, a, a long time. Oh yeah, and then you had to go yeah. and ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well. Right. Um, so the favorite. Yeah, I thought it was great. 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 Oh, a great movie. Great movie. Uh, seven. Are we on seven? Seven, yeah. Seven is a movie I also saw in theaters twice, which is usually a good sign. Hmm. Um, I think that only three movies this year I saw in theaters more than once. Wow. And this was one of them. Um, and I'll just get to it. It was Avengers Infinity War. You know what's funny? Uh, that's my number seven as number well. Number seven! Um, and what's crazy is I thought that that was probably going to be the best movie of this year, right? Because oh. I know going into 2018, we we're both saying like, well, there's not really much coming out. But yeah, number seven, Infinity War. I feel like, well, I mean, like you said, it was going to be number one for you, I guess. But like, I never thought it was going to. I really liked it a lot. Like, I thought it was fantastic. Great movie. Really fantastic. But I think ultimately I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. Mm, okay. Like, you know, if it was like. You know, like Star Wars is like Marvel to me, I guess, and that kind of thing. So, like, I bet people who love Marvel, are, that's definitely there up there for them. Right. But for me, it was just like that's just a great action movie. Oh boy! Like oh. a really what an accomplishment to actually like have all these plot threads meet together and not yeah. be a huge mess. You know, I mean, the thing with Infinity War is here's a movie that I don't think honestly could exist outside of what Marvel slash Disney has done. Like, I don't think this is, like, whatever. There's Justice League that came out and whatever. You know, there's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and all that that's coming out, that they're crossover flicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this Infinity War thing where it's like, damn, dude, you've been sewing these threads with, what was it, 18 or 19 different movies, and then all of a sudden you come out with this thing that's just like, the Lord of the Rings version of mm-hmm. uh, superhero movies. It It's just, um, I don't know. It's not even my favorite Marvel Studios movie for sure, right? Mm-hmm. But just, uh, just in 2018, I think Marvel, one of the two movies that they, you know, they, they came out with two movies in 2018 that I think just, you, you just sit there and you think like, man, I didn't know the movie industry couldn't even do that, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's like these real, I don't want to say game changers because I don't even feel like any other studio is capable of like reaching these heights that, uh, infinity War, And I'll just say it, black Panther, like, well, why wouldn't you say black Panther? What's well, cause it's on my list later. Oh, on. I see. But, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just like the, it's, it's just like this weird. It's like a phenomenon that I think we'll only see once for a long time, and that was, uh, and that was Infinity War for me. I can't even imagine like writing Infinity War and like filming it and like, I can just think like all these threads and like writing scenes for it. Like you'd be so deep in the trenches. They're like, is this good? I hope so. (laughs) I wouldn't even be able to tell. You know. Uh, it takes two brothers. It takes two brothers and squabbling. hundreds of people. Yeah. 
and Kevin Feige and yeah. uh you know, and also James Gunn and uh Taika Waititi to rewrite some of the script to punch up their respective yeah. franchises humor and lines and stuff like that. It's just the right people at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so that was number seven, I guess. Number seven. Number yeah. six. Go for it. Uh, pull up my list. Number six is... Uh, oh, yes. Number six was a movie that kind of surprisingly just like really hooked me and it held me, held me the whole way through. It was A Star is Born. Oh, I haven't seen it. That movie I thought was just really tremendous. Just a really tremendous movie. A very impressive debut from... The also frustratingly talented Bradley Cooper <laughs> with his goddamn cute dog, who's also a fucking dog actor in that movie. And he's just playing around with it, and they break dog chemistry together. It's so cute. <laughs> and, like, Lady Gaga's really killing it. Like, I could see her win Best Actress, even. Like, she's, like, that good. That's probably up for, like, Oscars, right? That's probably gonna... Yeah, like, I'm surprised. Like, what the hell, Golden Globes? Anyways. Yeah. Um, probably will win Best Original Song. There's a song hmm. in that movie that's probably that's like it's one of those crowd pleasers. It's real, real good. Right. Yeah. It's, I heard on the radio uh, when I was uh, leaving leaving town, like a traditional LA person, uh, on the my way to the airport, and uh, it was the for like half an hour. I was just like humming it to myself. Yeah. It's like God damn it. Oh yeah. Um, no, it's just, yeah, it's just a really well made movie. Very, it's a well crafted film. You got Sam Elliott in it. Fucking yeah. Sam Elliott. I love All Sam right. Elliott. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely one of those movies that I would like to get around to seeing. And, and unfortunately, you know, it, it, it came and went through theaters. I mean, I'm sure it was there for a few weeks, but I just... It may come back. It just uh, breezed breezed over. It's not so. quite worth, like, the theater experience. Like, you, I'm not saying, like, if it comes back to theaters and it's streaming, you might as well stream it. Right, know, yeah. At this point. Yeah. Um, no, but it's a real wonderful, like, classic, good old-fashioned drama. Right, yeah. And I really liked it. It was a That's movie cool. where I was like, that day I was feeling kind of bummed, and that movie like was like, oh, yeah, movies, you know? <laughs> I like when movies do that, where it's like, right, movies are important. Right, yeah. They make you feel they give you the They give you inspiration. They mm-hmm. inspire you. Um, all right, cool. So that was your number six. Number six. My number six was a movie that came out really early in the year, and that was Annihilation. <gasps> That's not... Oh, that's my number five. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So we could just talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Annihilation. Annihilation. All over the nation. Uh, a, uh, a worthy, not follow-up, but a worthy, uh, I guess, successor to, follow up. to Ex, Mach- Ex Machina, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know. that I forget the guy's name. Alex but Garland. Alex Garland. He's just really good at making movies. It's <laughs> the fucking best body horror movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Speaking of the thing, it's just like super creepy. I think it might be the scariest movie I've seen all year. And I've seen, you know, actual horror movies this year. And none yeah. of them hold a candle to the, the, the creepitude of, of Annihilation. Oh, yeah. That it, fucking scene where they're in the pool and there's that guy and his like flowery corpse is splattered all over the wall. And it's just like oh, a pair right. of pants left. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. And, and that goddamn bear. And the goddamn bear Holy thing. Holy yeah. fuck. It's not often that you you come across good sci-fi horror, specifically sci-fi horror, and this movie, uh, you know, this movie had it. That so. bear is nightmares. It's the most nightmarish thing. And if you see it, like the actual design of it, like out of the shadows, it's like ah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not like faces sticking on out of it. God. And then someone, I'm not gonna spoil who, but someone might turn to a plant, 
<laughs> you should see it, audience, obviously, if you haven't. There is that thing at the end mm. uh, that that mim- that thing that was mimicking Natalie yeah, Portman. Cool. That scared the shit out of me. And that, that score is <laughs> ban- bananas. Yeah. And, of course, it had rising star Tessa Thompson, who's, like, everywhere now. I never recognize her in anything. She's always wearing glasses or something. Or her hair is different. And it's like, oh, that was Tessa Thompson? Like... She was in Thor because she had all like face paint and her hair was up. And then she was in like West Annihilation. World. She's, She's got like glasses World. and stuff. And then she was in Thank uh, Thank You for Smoking. Sorry to bother you. I always do that. <laughs> uh, but she's like wearing like weird earrings and it's like, oh, and then she's in Westworld, which I don't watch. And then she's in like every other movie. And like, she's going to oh, be in Men in Black International. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, she's good. Oh, she's uh, fantastic. She's great. Yeah. She's, uh, she's 35. So? She, she doesn't look 35. She looks 30-ish. I guess so. But anyways. Um, that Men yeah. in Black movie looks pretty fun. Uh, did you see the trailer? Yeah. Liam Neeson is almost certainly the villain. Um, because like... I'm glad they went the route of recasting. Well, yeah. Uh, I would rather watch those two Thor Ragnarok folks instead of a really tired... Uh, original cast. I mean, it'd be nice if Will Smith was like, hey, look, I'm Agent J. See ya. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, I'm Liam Neeson. We have a mole here. It's someone, someone's, someone's evil. It's like, yeah, Liam Neeson. I'm sure it's not you. Right. Unless there's like some secret like Kevin Spacey-esque stunt casting that we're not aware of, which almost certainly isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey is in Seven is what I'm referring to. Oh, right. It's yeah. Like, you know, he wasn't in any of the press I was going to say, if, and stuff. If, they, if they stunt-casted Kevin Spacey into this new MIP movie, that would be stunt-casting, you guys. But the, the, the twist is they actually killed him <laughs> right. on set. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like MIB has had one good movie out of three, and it's like, I whatever, my, my interest is limited, but I'll, I'll see the new one. So Most franchises have the first really good movie and, then and they just use that as goodwill yeah. for like five movies: Predator, right. Alien. Instead, of, well, Alien had two, but yeah, yeah. Back to the Future. But, well, that's only a, that's a trilogy. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not. I wouldn't call a trilogy a franchise, if you will. You know, oh, it's got franchise. It's it is a franchise technically, but it's not like an ongoing thing that sure, lasts yeah. forever. Pirates of the Caribbean, you might make an argument for. <sighs> yeah, um, I like at least the first two. First two hold up. Yeah, I think the second one's actually pretty fantastic. The third one's a little bloated, and the fourth and fifth one, the fifth one especially, don't even. I don't know what that, that fifth one. Fifth one sucks. Yeah. <laughs> fifth one narrowly missed my worst of last year, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, that was an awful movie. It wasn't the only thing in that movie was bloated. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so that was your five, and yeah, I like. So what's your number five? Um, uh, five is Black Panther. Oh, Mr. BP, British yeah. Petroleum. Um. Now, okay, I know we've discussed about Black Panther, like, some of the things we love and some of the things that we maybe don't like. You know, I mean, um, the VFX are here and there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, honestly, Black Panther was, like, the movie of the year. And what I mean by that is, like, I mean, it had a killer soundtrack. It had, like, a really, uh, I mean, it was a movie that had something to say. And, and, and you know, we... There's ripple effects. Like, it was a very influential movie. It was a very, like, proactive uh, message, I thought. Uh, and, of course, the, you know, killer soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And and really, I think 
in in the eyes of uh, uh, Marvel Studios and Disney, like I don't even think they were thinking it was going to be like this big smash hit success. But like it's what six top box office selling. It's, like it's like yeah. way up there. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's one of the few billion dollar movies of the year, including right. Aquaman. Oh. Yeah, Aquaman. Uh, that movie kind of deserves it. Honestly, I'm not gonna be upset. Sit here being upset that Aquaman made a billion dollars. Oh, I didn't realize Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah, just like a few days ago, just passed it. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, I did. I wouldn't have expected that. It's like still 300 million away from Black Panther, but it's a. Uh, Aquaman yep, number, made number, over a billion dollars. Number five top grossing film fuck? of 2018 was was Aquaman. That's it's called an ass whooping. That's crazy. I well we'll get we can get to it later. But sure, yeah. I, I don't think it's unwarranted. Ah, uh, okay. Um, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, dude, like Black Panther. Yeah, like. I mean, you know, if if you if you're saying, hey, what's the movie of the year, 2018? Like, I I feel like people would not argue with you. Most people would not argue with you. Like, Black Panther is like the movie of 2018. But that's just me. Like, I thought Black Panther was just on, especially in terms of Marvel, like pretty standard Marvel in terms of movies that makes that's good overall. Uh-huh. Um, but it's definitely the costumes are amazing. Obviously, I really right. hope it. Kind of hope it wins best costume. Speaking of costumes, the favorite. I love Rachel Weiss's like hunting outfit in that movie. Oh, yeah. I want it. I want it so bad. Um, and also the coats. Good year for coats. A lot of good coats and uh, fancy beasts too. Um, yeah. But it's basically this year's version of The Dark Knight, where it's like this is the movie that eventually in the next two in two years from now we are going to see not so much knockoffs, but very influenced movies. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I would say on that same note. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all, no. Yeah. But it's like, same thing, well, I mean, like, it could be, though, because, like, The Dark Knight, you'd see, like, oh, man, movies that take themselves seriously, not a bad thing, but then you get all these, like, self-serious, garbage, grim, dark movies, so. Well, I guess, but yeah, but, like, so, so Dark Knight, in yeah, the wrong it, that, was, that was the thing where it was like, oh, we need to make it all dark and gritty and sad. This movie was like, hey, uh, we don't have uh, white protagonist we don't have white male protagonists that's like living in a mainly white world and blah, you know, like it was, it was like, Hey, we're, we're going to this, this place, Wakanda, like this cast is not, uh, just whitewashed and shit. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, I don't know. There was something really cool about it. And like the only white people in the whole movie were just, uh, Lord of the Rings trolls and shit. Uh, yeah, sure. Andy Serkis. Oh and, yeah, uh, was, yeah. And, uh, Martin Freeman. So, anyways, I mean, hey, if that if that becomes a trend, like if if people are picking that up and being like, let's let's go ahead and do this more, I'm all for that. So no, me too. I'm just thinking, it's yeah. like it's because like it's hard. Like Infinity War, the other highest huge splash movie of the year, like that you can't just look at that and be like, let's just do that because no. Right, ain't gonna happen. They tried right. and failed with Justice League, which is the only the closest competitor. Yeah, and that's yeah. You know, uh, but Black Panther, you can take the the formula it establishes, not just like you know using African American leads, but just sort of the and also like with the success of Crazy Rich Asians and all these movies, you're gonna see thankfully a lot of cool diversity and all that stuff. Hopefully, um, yeah. But like those two movies, that's like I think from now on we're gonna get a little bit more of that, and that'll be really nice. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, cool. So what is your number five? I uh, know that you... Okay, what's your number four? What am I on? Four? Oh, yeah, four. So number four was a movie that I don't like how I saw it necessarily, but it's <laughs> I like that I saw it because it's fucking great. That's The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, okay. Uh, like... Women I see in theaters, but like it's not the kind of movie you need to see in theaters, so it's fine that it's streaming. Mm-hmm. But the biggest bummer to me is I can't fucking buy it on goddamn Blu-ray. Oh right, and that's why I don't like these goddamn Netflix movies. Sometimes I put them on Blu-ray, but not always because they make right. so many movies. How do you know which one goes on Blu-rays and which ones doesn't? Like Stranger Things is on Blu-ray, sure, but like some other show they make isn't. There might be some weird thing where in a few months they put it on Blu-ray. I hope so because I like. What if I what if I'm collecting all the Coen Brothers movies, huh, Mr. Netflix? Ooh, I'm just gonna have to <laughs> not have it on my shelf. That sucks. Either way, I thought it was really fantastic. I like every one of the shorts. I like most of them. I liked all of them. Had, were really in, in, in interesting to me. I would say my least favorite is probably the James Franco one, just because it's short and weird. Right. Um, and my favorite is probably the last one where they're probably dead. The last one's great. I like the last one. I think my favorite though is probably the uh, the Tom Waits one. That one's really good. I I I just what it, that just captured my heart it, that that Tom Waits one mm-hmm. uh, about about Mr. Pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you, Mr. Pocket. I'm gonna get you, Mr. Pocket. <laughs> and then you know, hey, spoiler alert, everybody! But you should just watch this. You think he's dead, but then he gets up and he he uh, didn't hit nothing important. Yeah. Oh man, what a that's it's a great, really great movie. Yeah, and then that first that opening short where it's just like a Looney Tunes, it's like a just a cartoon. You're watching a cartoon. That's so weird. Uh, and like, and then there's the one with the wagons, which is real sad, sort of. Yeah, the wagons. I one. like that one. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one? There's like one more. Oh, oh there's a the guy with no arms or legs. Oh, that one's cool and sad. That one's pretty sad. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. Uh. uh Traded yeah, for chickens. no, great movie. Uh, you know, I, after a couple of years of not seeing any Coen Brothers movies, I'm like, this is great. It's great that they, you know, this is... It would have been weird if it was not a good movie. And, well, I mean, it would have been bad. But what I mean is it would have been especially bad because we haven't seen anything from them for the last couple of years. Well, Hail Caesar was only, like, what, 2016? That's not that long ago. It was 20... I could have sworn it was... Yeah, I guess it was. Well, I have my best of the years list all pulled up, like because I have like this is on a, a Google Drive. Right. So what? So year I guess was it was 2016, probably. 2016. Yes. Okay. Right in the beginning, it I was think. Definitely in, in my top ten of that movie year, uh, that year. I love Hail Caesar so much. You fell uh, asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get into it, obviously. <sighs> but hey, maybe that's another one that I rewatch. Anyways, number four. My number four is possibly, well, no, one of my favorites by by Wes Anderson, Isle of Dogs. Oh, you love dogs? I love, yeah, Isle of Dogs a lot. <laughs> that was a really good, yeah, that's a good, yeah. Speaking uh, of stop motion, that was a movie that wears stop motion on its sleeve. I, well, it's interesting because you could just see, I, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox was great, right? Well, that's my favorite Wes Anderson movie, period. Oh, wow. Um, but I think from a technical standpoint, I felt like there was, a, there was some growth with the stop motion 
between Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs. True. Uh, I don't know. Just solid movie. Solid. Like, you know, it's just one of those movies where I can't pick anything out that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just solid filmmaking. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you could make the. Uh, I remember some people making the arguments like, "Why are they? they there's a goddamn white girl, right? Yeah, it was like, yeah. sure, uh, whatever. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, but it's kind of a movie for English-speaking audiences, so it's kind of <sighs> nice to have it. I mean, I understand what what people are saying about how this white girl saves. <laughs> she's the one that comes up with the idea to save everybody and all that, but I'm willing to. I, you know, I mean, it's just like I, I, I. I get it, but it didn't bother me. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, and that's just how it is. I, it didn't bother me that it was that way. So. Nope. Yep. Great movie. Not my list, but not really off my list. Oh no, it's not. You won't, you won't find it in these next three. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's like in my top 15, maybe. Yeah. Oh, actually quickly. Number 11. I'm going to go back because there was sure. a movie I saw a couple days ago on yesterday, even that uh-huh. was amazing. Um, and it would be, it was, it actually not, wouldn't be on the top 10 though. So thankfully I don't have to ever like change anything, uh-huh. but it's definitely a solid number 11. And that is the amazing documentary free solo, which is about mm. a guy who wants to climb El Capitan without any ropes. Oh, wow. And it's just the most gripping thing you ever saw. And I saw it in the IMAX theater and holy fuck. Wow. It's just like people up in the air, like, you know, 2,000 feet in the air, holding on to a rock face, a flat rock face with just like the tips of their fingers. That sounds like that documentary Man on a Wire. Sounds sounds similar. Even better. Yeah. And then they'll make a a bad Robert Zemeckis movie about it. (laughs) Boy. Speaking of which, uh, is it just me or has Joseph Gordon-Levitt... Just falling off the face of the earth. He's been doing like his own stuff, I think. Like he was work did this like whole like streaming platform hit, and like hit he record direct, or something. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Well, I, he's probably been stuff. I feel like hmm, I feel like he was in something that I just didn't pay attention to. But well, he was in, uh, wasn't he in uh, that movie that D- uh, Paul Dano directed that everyone really loved? Isn't he? Paul Dano directed. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a movie with him and, 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 and Carrie Mulligan, and it's supposed to be, like, really incredible. But, like, uh, oh, I didn't know he's married to Sylvie Kazan. That's fun. Wildlife. Never heard of it. It's, like, it was, like, a huge, like, critical smash. Um, I remember seeing it. It has, like, a 90, 9% on Ronda Mayism. No, no, it's Jake Wait. Gyllenhaal. Never mind. Okay, yeah, because I'm looking here and I don't, I don't see it. He was in uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. He was a voice of an alien. Oh, okay. He was that guy who was like, "Yep, those guys parked the shuttle there." Comrade Detective. Can you scroll up? Uh, okay. Yeah, he's probably just taking a break. You know, whatever. Yeah. People do that. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, good for him. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, um, <clears throat> Speaking of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, really quick, you see that trailer for what was it like Velvet Chainsaw or something like that? No, uh, it's the guy who did Nightcrawler making a weird movie. <laughs> Another about, weird movie about like the world of art trading, but it's dark. It's creepy. Yeah, but like just like Nightcrawler, possibly supernatural though. Huh. Well, I mean, like I don't want to spoil it for you unless you want to just see the trailer. I'll watch the trailer sometime. Okay. 
Yeah. It looks interesting. It's one of those Netflix movies, which makes it seem like I'll watch it after Netflix can stop bragging about how I watched it, because I hate when they do that. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, a fucking billion people watched The Christmas Chronicles. I'm like, well, I guess I'll wait a year to see this. Even though I, I watched it like after Christmas, though. So. Yeah. But I hate, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of your fucking successful platform. Release the movies on Blu rays. God damn it. Yeah. Just double dip. I'll double dip. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so, what was your, it was number four was Isle of Dogs? Yeah, my number four was Isle of Dogs. Okay, any closing remarks? Um, I just again like just a uh uh a nice crafted nicely crafted you know airtight plot uh real real Wes Anderson-y, uh just a great movie and you know they finally got uh Brian Cranston in there who I feel is, is a good fit for a Wes Anderson joint it's true so uh yeah good movie All right, number three Mike for number three I just can't fight the friction. Oh, really? Fucking Mission Impossible Fallout is one of the best movies I've seen of the whole goddamn year. It's the best action movie I've seen of the last 10 years. It's amazing. Of the last 10 years? Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's a movie. I dream about it. It's so good. I enjoyed it, but... It's so fucking... It's got... Well, I also saw it in, like, the Super Theater, so that kind of okay. swayed my opinion. But it's got, like, the, the bathroom fight scenes, like, the best fight scene I ever saw since, like, the yeah. raid. Yeah. It's the best action movie since Fury Road. There. I said it. I'm putting that, my hand down there. Well, uh, it's since Fury Road. Hey, I'm fine with that statement. Um, but uh, I don't know. I yeah. I it's not like I didn't like it. I I thought it was enjoyable. The weird thing is, is when I was watching it, I was like, man, you know what? Maybe six is enough. Well, they're making eight now. Christopher oh. McQuarrie signed on to do seven and eight today. Wow. Okay. So back to back, twenty something in twenty twenty something or whatever. Yeah. I just. It was fine. It it was fine. I just I I don't know. I it didn't it didn't blow me away. And, I, and it's probably because there's six of these movies now, and it's like sort of like okay, well here's here's another one of these. And uh, honestly, though, cool. like eight, they should just end it. Tom Cruise should I don't know. I'm trying to think what the most extreme way for his character to die is. Like he should be blasted off into space. Yeah, he lands on the like they film Tom it in Cruise space. Lands on the moon. <laughs> The first uh, movie filmed in space. I really, I really get this feeling that with Tom Cruise, he uh, he does these movies because he just he has all this pent up rage that he can't really show anybody, and so he does these movies just hoping that he's gonna get really brutally injured on something. Maybe, and it and that just like you know that that fulfills his uh, his rage. I like how Adam Sandler makes movies so he can go on vacation in exotic locales and. Tom Cruise makes movies so we can go on vacation in exotic locales and jump off of stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. Mission Impossible 6 was good. I, uh, yeah. The, 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 good movie. Definitely worth seeing. Get free to uh, yeah, there's that. That song's great. No, it's... That's the best trailer of the year, hands down, though. That no. trailer's amazing. Are you kidding me? That trailer's so good. Every time it would come on, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Bang, ba-doom, 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 I, yeah. I don't know. Start when, dancing. I've said it before, but whenever they whenever they try to do something with a Mission Impossible song, I just I'm not into it. That song also, that friction song, I don't like. I never really listened to Imagine Dragons. Didn't even know it was them. And that song. Oh, is I didn't great. know it was them. I love that song now. Jeez. Just uh, pumped. I don't know what Imagine Dragons like sound is. Like every time I hear one of those songs, like it's just a bunch that? of shouting. 
Well, well, so that's the thing. It's like, the, but it's like always different. I guess that's good for some for like a band to have a different sound every song. I don't know, because like maybe someone like I hear like that song, and then it's like then I hear the song from like Wreck It Ralph, and then I hear that Thunder. Feel the th- it's like right. it's like those are the same bands. I don't know. See, for me, I can tell it's Imagine Dragons because the uh, the BPM on the drums is probably turned down to like fifty, and then it's just the dude shouting, and they they. <laughs> They have like 50 people behind him shouting the same thing so that there's always a crowd shouting with them. I'm like, okay, I get it, you guys. Anyways, uh, hey, if you like Imagine Dragons, anybody out there? Lots or, of people do. Or They're Alex. like the only successful rock band. No yeah, offense. No, it's true. Hey, man, I'm so <laughs> successful. No, uh, no, it's true. Like that is, they're, they're the end of rock. There, that's the end. No, we've, we've reached the end. Rock has been dead since like 1998. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come back though. No, it won't. One day, the, you'll see. The industry can't even support it anymore. I don't know what that means, but okay. That's a conversation for another time. Yeah, the music the, voyage. The business model is, is no longer compliant with bands. Um, Only for stars? Yep. Hmm, interesting. Uh, okay. All right, where were we? Number three. Number three. My number three. Roma. Roma. Yeah. Roma at number three. That's my pick. That's a good movie, a masterful movie, possibly the best movie of the year. Not on my list. Not on your list. Because, again, I walked out of that movie being like, that was a really well done, fucking amazing movie. I didn't like it at all. Really? I mean, like, to say, like, again, didn't enjoy it, I should say. It's like, I watched that movie about people being sad. And it's like, this is a great, fantastic, well-constructed movie with great themes and like beautiful cinematography and the acting is on point and amazing. And that, that, that unknown who was the main character is like a phenomenal and there's like a lot of rich like interweaving of the storylines and it's like all and like the hospital scene is incredible. But like, it was like, yeah, but I didn't like it. Nine, <laughs> nine out of ten. Well, <laughs> okay, I will say this. It's not an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Uh, when I was watching it, uh, I was like, "Man, I, I'm not. I don't like this." Mm-hmm. But then you get to the end of it, and you're just like, "Oh, okay." And it also helps that I saw it in a theater. Well, yeah, because I, it was a Netflix thing and all that. Definitely worse the theater experience. Like you yeah. could not see it in theaters and have a similar experience, but it's definitely better. Uh, it would be. I honestly think it would be a tragedy if you didn't see it in theaters. It requires your hundred. It requires your attention. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, if you're like, you know, at home and like something even for a second distracts you, you're not getting the whole experience. Right, and also just the cinematography, like the composition of the shots and everything. It's like, man, you really gotta like just see this big, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's not a movie that I'd watch again, but it is one of those movies where it's like, damn, dude, like, this is like, this is just, uh, you know, it's like watching, um, it's like watching Schindler's List where it's like, yeah. man, this is just agony while I'm watching this, but it's, it's like, yeah, but I'd watch Schindler's List again also. I own it. I, man, it, I would, I would not watch Schindler's List. That movie made me fucking sad like for real you yeah, know what well, i mean yeah. Um, um but yeah like the thing for like my list is like like rome was probably the best movie i've seen this year and like uh-huh. uh beale street could talk is also among the list of the best movies i've seen this year mm-hmm. but they're movies i would never buy i'd never watch again yeah and this list is movies that i'd give 
10 out of 10 that like you know these are movies that i also think are artistically really great achievements in both right. in the in their respective genre and movies that resonate with me personally and like yeah yeah for me i i think it's uh, the way i'm setting this up is sort of like hey here's the highlights yeah. of, of 2018 but um See, like, yeah, if it was, like, the highlights that I'd probably include, like, yeah, like, those those two movies I mentioned, and probably, like, I don't know, First Man or something. Right. Uh, but I ain't. But, yeah, Roma's really great. Roma's yeah. really great. Yeah. And that piece of shit, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, the boyfriend? Yeah, or oh, not yeah. really. Fucking dickhead. Yeah, he was, he was an asshole, that guy. Jeez. So, Alex, what's your number two? That dog just keeps shitting. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Anyways, my number two is a movie that kind of sort of surprised me, but I thought it was just like one of the just like really, really took me for a ride. And I mm-hmm. I was like in it to win it from the very get go. And that's Widows. Oh, Widows Steve at number McQueen's two. McQueen's Widows was a movie where like from the opening shots, I was hooked and it wasn't off the hook until the end of the credits. Well, I'm, I'm glad you I, I'm glad you liked it. Did you not like Widows? <laughs> Uh, I went into Widows all hyped. Oh, I'm sorry. I overhyped you. No, 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 no. Because the trailer was like, oh man, this trailer's so fucking gritty, right? And then, and then you, you mentioned like, damn, this is like great movie. So I go into the movie, I'm all hyped and I don't know, man. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to shit on a movie that you like, you know what I mean? Especially. Go this, ahead. I don't give a fuck. Especially, it's not my movie. especially if it's at like number two, I don't want to shit on it. You know what oh, I mean? I'll just uh, never come back to the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, uh, it was odd because the trailer, I felt set up something that the movie kind of didn't, kind of didn't do. Was it action, actiony trailer? I don't remember the trailer. Uh, yeah. Like it was, uh, it was going to be this like hard boiled, like action packed, like, Hey, they're robbing a bank and like, you know, all, you know, there's going to be just a ton of shit. See you, know? you and your expectations. All I remember, um, I don't remember the trailer. All I remember is, Oh, lady heist. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. No, 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 it's okay. I mean, I don't know. I, it's there's a couple things I didn't care for. Okay, like, but, but first I'll mention the things I did care for. I I did like the story. Um, I thought the story was was a pretty good story. Uh, Viola da- Viola Davis was great. Uh, Liam Neeson sucked. Sucked. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, he's like barely in the movie though. I I just I don't know I the whole twist the twist I I just I don't know man I just wasn't into that twist I thought the twist was great um and then uh what's his name the guy from Get Out um David Oyolo I thought it was odd that here's this guy that they they establish him as being this cold blooded murderer that just like hey if you do something wrong you just get shot in the face uh huh. And then towards the end of the movie, like he he shows up in their van, and he kind of just he drives off in the van with the money, leaves the four of them alive. That makes sense to me. But the they, cops are coming. But they automatically just jump in a car and then chase after him and then fucking kill him. And oh, I spoilers. think to myself, well, yeah, but whatever. But I just think to myself, like, wait, this guy set himself up to get chased by them and killed whatever i don't think he did whatever it, it, it made sense to me that seems great 
The whole movie's great. You're wrong. Okay. I'm also, glad I, you liked it. I had it. one of the best heist scenes in any movie I've ever seen because it was like a really interestingly well-executed heist yeah, scene. Yeah, I like Not the heist Because scene. it was like just like four people who aren't thieves stealing a bunch of yeah. shit and it went exactly as you think. I like the heist scene. I thought the heist scene was good. And also because it was like was a minute good. long. It was like exactly how a heist should go. It wasn't like 20 minutes of like, right. and then we do this, and then we do this, and then like, oh, the plans change. But no, it's like it's like a minute in, get the fucking money. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Totally. It was, I, I loved it. I liked the heist scene. Uh, I thought Colin Farrell was good. He was good. Uh, there was moments in that movie that I really liked where he, like, like for instance, when he got into the car... Right after making, he made this big oh, that's, speech. That's a great shot. Gets into the car, and then it's just this one shot outside of the car where we're following the car, and we're hearing him for what he actually is. Mm-hmm. And it's like really, uh, uh, you know, he's actually kind of just an asshole. Yeah, but that's not the shot. Was more um, also to pay attention to the shot. It's about the transition from right. the neighborhoods and like the camera like pans over, and then it's nice and it's like just right. a few blocks away. It's really well done. Yeah, I Such thought that a was cool. cool. Shot. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely things I like about the movie. I just overall, I I don't know. I thought Elizabeth Debicki was fantastic in it. She was like, who is that? The the blonde, the Polish. Oh lady. yeah, she's yeah. like the other main character essentially. But like, she's got such a really a great arc, and like, she really grows as a character. And like, you know, a strong actress pulls that off. And she's also like yeah. fucking. She's taller than I am. She's six <laughs> three. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, she's cool. So and you know, cool. Robert Duvall is always a treat. Yeah, it's always nice to see him and stuff. He's uh, he's he was a real piece of shit in that there. movie. He was all like, you know. I'm real. telling you, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a sad day, dude, and it's probably gonna be pretty soon for uh, Robert Duvall. Unfortunately, ninety. He's, like, he's in his nineties. Eighty and uh, thirty-one. So, I mean, that's he'll be ninety in two years. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, widows. Hey. Widows. I'm glad you're, you liked you're it. You're wrong, and uh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's got a higher rating than motherfuckers or whatever on the IMDb. Yeah, it does. I win. It does. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, my number two. Um, and you know what? I'm a little bit surprised if this is not on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number one film okay. of the year. Yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Possibly the best. Well, see, I, I I can't categorically say it's the best Spider-Man movie. I can. It's the best Spider-Man movie because I feel for me there's always a distinction in my head, and I know I know this is going to be that shitty thing that people say, but there's a distinction in my head between animated films and live action films. There isn't. But I I understand that that's not everybody's thing. But yeah, it it was man, what a great Sony man, and and a much needed. Just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, like, hopefully they're like you know they're setting up both a sequel and like a spinoff TV series question mark for all these multiverse shenanigans. Hopefully they don't just ruin it. But like <laughs> this movie was amazing. It's not only is it the best superhero movie of the year, being The Incredibles two and Avengers and all that stuff. It's right. the best Spider Man movie ever, and it's one. Of the, it might be the best Marvel movie ever. I mean, uh, yeah. top five for sure, obviously. Yeah. Um, it was and that's, and that's Marvel the like the property Marvel, right, including yeah. the Spider Mans and the X Mens and everything. I mean the the great thing is is like it 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 it's gone somewhere new with animation, mm. right? Oh, the, it's also the best animated movie of the year. Oh, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> hell, hands down, man, I, I am gonna be fucking, I'm gonna be bummed out 
if they if they uh, snub it. I mean, like, thankfully, it won at the Golden Globes and it won at the Critics' Choice Awards, so it's it's got awards momentum. And right. I really hope that they don't the Academy. Not that awards matter. But I hope the Academy doesn't overlook it for being oh, it's a superhero Spider Man. I'm gonna movie. be so and just give it to the Incredibles too, which doesn't deserve it. Pissed off. Even though yeah. the Incredibles two is very good, and if, if it wins, I won't like say like oh, what that you know, it won't. Yeah, but still, the Incredibles is a great movie. But Spider Man was like not only was it a great movie, but it was also an artistic achievement. It was, yeah. Uh, man, just I mean, it was just rock solid. I a few thing, a few things just to, to list off that I really loved about it is you see Spider Man. After, like, you see Spider-Man after he's 25. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Spider-Man nice. is perpetually 25 always. And then you get to see a glimpse into, like, oh, shit, like, Spider-Man, like, reached a point where he started failing at life. Yeah. And, like, things didn't work out with Mary Jane. And, you know, like, he got fat. And, like, he got old. And, mm. like, got, you know... Shitty. What's well, kind of fun? It's like because like the Spider-Man in the beginning of the movie is like the Spider-Man we always know, except like he's he, blonde. Except he's yeah. blonde. But he's like Spider-Man's always between the ages of sixteen and twenty-six, right? Yeah. And like twenty-six is like maximum Spider-Man. Like you can't <laughs> get first fast that. And then they have like a fucking thirty-eight-year-old Spider-Man. Yeah, being fat. Yeah, I loved the. I just loved the uh, the character design and and like Kingpin being just this crazy like mm. black box of a of a person, mm. you know. Uh, it's always nice seeing an animated feature film where there's some violence. Yeah, because like, we never get that. My, one of my favorite parts in that movie, and also Leif Schreiber's great performance. Yes, uh, is the part where like Miles sees the the, the death of Spider Man and Kingpin's just like kill that guy. Right. Yeah. It's like ooh. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and it's it, a PG movie. I thought it was PG thirteen actually, and then it's like, nope, just PG. Yeah, and then like Kingpin's backstory is pretty pretty dark. Mm-hmm. His uh, his wife and kid uh, they die. Yeah, and also I will always uh, any appearance of Doc Ock is a plus. Right, and the way they did it too it was yeah. like, ah, dude, what a like, what a twist. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage killing is great. it as noir Spider Man. Sometimes I just let matches burn in my fingers just to feel something. I thought Spider Pig was great. It man, just what a fun movie. Yeah, that's I saw that mo- saw the movie in theaters twice. I mean, just because for the fuck of it. That's one of one of the three. One thing I will say, this is the only negative uh but it's it's a really it's me personally subjective whatever is they could have done with a little less soundtrack plugs. I felt Disagree. like I felt like hey, there's moments in this movie where you could have taken your soundtrack uh, you know, I, it's a great soundtrack, but like, you know, let the movie breathe just a little bit because we're hopping around like 13 songs, but whatever. I, again, disagree. Um, question, quick question for you because sure. you're a big Spider Man uh, fan than me, probably. You might know the answer to this. I thought, I'm, I was thinking, so the, the, the hip, hitman, Kingpin's Heavy is number two, that Frankenstein looking guy. Oh, yeah. Is that Mr. Negative or is that someone else? I thought it was. You Mr. Know, I, I assume it's Mister Negative, but then like, is it though? I don't. I don't know enough, and I, didn't, I haven't looked it up. So. You know, I he's more like a, an obscure uh, character, so I I didn't know who that was either. Uh, that's probably him, right? I don't know. Um, I think that's probably him. 
I don't know. Maybe no, it, maybe, maybe it's, it's not. Some other Frank Lucan looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't sure who that guy was. Uh, good question. But oh well. Yeah, good movie. Yep, can't wait. Uh, to see. Green Green Goblin was awesome. Mm, can't wait to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Oscar Isaac's uh, appearance at who? the end. Uh, the, the, the stinger. Oh yeah, that was fun. I hope he yeah. appears. Um, what? Uh, trying to think. Are there any other like what other multiverse spider folk are there? Uh, I mean, there's like Scarlet Spider. But he's like part he's of like the regular continuity. Well, yeah, yeah, I sp- yeah. Um, I mean, you can get. Imagine this, Venom. Tom Hardy's Venom appears in the sequel. I'd love that. They might as well. That would right? be amazing. Even Tom Holland could show up. That'd be fun. Yeah. Tom, you could or have Toby Tom Maguire. Holland, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Fuck it. Just Andrew throw it Garfield's all in there. killed immediately. The only thing I worry about with Spider-Verse is I, f- I, I don't know if it needs a sequel. I think there's lots of stories to tell. I want to see more Miles doing stuff. Cause like, what do you? But what do you do after? What? Because like the Spider Verse, I mean, they, we're going like crazy. We're going into like multiverses and like a million Spider Mans and all this. Like, what do you do after that? Well, there's more Spider Verses to explore. I guess uh, so. I mean, like at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, sort of for the Stinger. They invent a way to travel through the multiverse with you know with a device, so it's right. like you can go it. You can make basically back to Back to the Future Part Two. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, that's my that's my number two favorite, and that's your number one pick. Yeah, your number one. My number one pick. Now this movie is probably, uh, you know it it. I saw the trailer for it earlier on in 2018. I'm like. This looks so goddamn weird. And uh, I saw the movie, and I'm like, this movie is like the Brazil of 2018. Oh. Uh, and honest, I just rewatched it about a week ago, and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just, all, I'm just all for this movie. I think it's like, um, like definitely not on the radar at all. Like, I don't think people are going to be like, Oh, 2018. Yeah. That's, that's the movie of that year. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, this movie was the movie for 2018. And that was sorry to bother you. And loved it. Just kidding. Oh, no, it was good, but it wasn't great. Uh, man. I just, I just, it, it, it starts off as like, okay, we're like living in, in this kind of, kind of realistic world. And then it just spins off into just absurdist, like, <laughs> like horse people and like mm-hmm. you know and then the whole like uh oh yeah talking your white voice uh that whole thing um which had um was it david cross david and, cross uh, and pat oswald yeah. yeah it took me forever while watching the movie like who, who the fuck is there i know it <laughs> and i like and it's like oh it's david cross that's it you know yeah i don't know and and uh army hammer was was uh just the perfect villain yeah uh i don't know i'm just i'm gut that's the movie i'm gushing over i will when we come to 2018 that's the movie that i'm gushing Well, now i get to complain about movies you love okay i thought that the last act of that movie things just kind of fizzled out i'm not talking about the weird twists which i thought was kind of funny Uh um i'm talking about how the narratively the movie's just like we just gotta like we don't know how to wrap things up so let's just get it done oh okay like i feel like in the last 20 minutes they're just like, I don't know, the character obviously f- comes around, but then like, there's like a riot or something, and uh, I don't know, whatever. Right, yeah. Like, it just, it felt like the, the, the writer-director 
just needed to fi- to finish, you know? Uh, you know, I, I I disagree, but I understand what you're saying. I'm like, uh, Danny Glover just walks out of the movie. He like disappears. He does. I that was weird. Like again, he like he should have had some sort of part in the end. He's not even right. around. Yeah, he does just walk out of the movie. Like the movie sets up a lot of threads, like a lot of interesting things, and like none of them ever really get paid off in the end. Uh, I think they don't necessarily need to, but like nothing. It feels like there's no strong conclusion, right? And like he and Tessa Thompson are just back together. It's just like whatever. Well, that's the that's the end, but then there's an end after that. Well, yeah, I've seen that. I like, but like it's still it's. I understand what you're saying, but it's all. It doesn't seem. It isn't like the ending is where you need it to be, but it doesn't feel as earned as it could be. I see. Yeah. Well, hey, what can I say? That's that's my pick. All right, fine. <laughs> um, can't believe you give a perfectly good movie a good rating or whatever. I I would like some honorable. I would like to mention some some uh, honorable mentions. H M. Um, blind spotting for one, I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Crazy Rich Asians, I thought was also great. Yeah, it's like delightful. Um, Aquaman, I, I, the Meg. Nah, not, maybe not. not. Not the Meg. Not Aquaman. You know what? Hey, why don't we talk about Aquaman Real for quick. a second before we get into our next category here? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm in kind of just an abusive relationship with DC movies. Uh-huh. I feel like it's it's like one of those re- like okay when you're dating someone you're in a, or you're in a relationship with someone and they kind of just treat you like shit, but then you keep thinking you know what things will be better. Things are going to be better, you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like with me and DC. Except Aqu- Aquaman is better. Aquaman had some great action sequences. Um, and, and, and <laughs> it, it, it had some great action sequences that were threaded together very thinly by uh-huh. a plot that just... What... The plot made sense. It just wasn't very... It was just a lot. See, my... I give Aquaman like... Oops. I give Aquaman like a 7 out of 10, maybe 6, probably 7. Because um, the first half is just like... Now that I saw that you saw Black Dynamite, so I can use a reference. I'm 18-year-old Black Dynamite, and you're my 16-year-old <laughs> brother. Like It's like a bunch of that kind of dialogue. Right, yeah. Um, Just like explain things. And being like, ah, as you know, uh, the kings of the seven seas. It's like, right. you know, and that kind of or shit. And then uh, there's some fun action, of course, in intermingle. But when they, when they get to Italy, the movie just d- kicks off and doesn't stop. And it's true. The guy, they go to fucking Dinosaur Island. There's a bunch of crab people. Jonathan Reese davies is King Crab. There's a bunch Aquaman of nonsense. Aquaman kills them all on yeah. accident, and the movie doesn't even acknowledge it. It's amazing. There's, I loved it. There is a lot of crazy nonsense in that movie, and it was fun. It was a fun movie, and that's why it's not on my top or bottom yeah. list or whatever. Like, it's not a movie that I regretted seeing. It was a fun movie to watch, yeah. but it's one of those things where you think about it like a day after you see it, and you're just like... Uh, <laughs> I'd watch it again, honestly, if I had to. I'm not gonna. If someone invited me, it's like, hey, man, hey, bro, you want to go see Aquaman? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, Wait, you you want me to be king? 
Yeah, I'll be king. I'm he's fuck like, it. I'll be king. The next movie is probably gonna be about him figuring out how to be king because he is right. not in a good position to be king. He is not a fit ruler. Um, yeah, but like I, 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 I put a, a, one of the few letterbox reviews I've ever written is on for Rockman. If the movie was like twenty minutes shorter and ten percent stupider, it'd be amazing. <laughs> because like, there's some parts where it just needs like a bit of like. There's a part where like Mara's wearing like a jellyfish dress. Oh it's right, like, yeah. I somebody that. acknowledge how weird this is, you know? Yeah. Or there's a part where like spo- minor spoilers, a uh, black man to get fucked up by a mountain. And the end of the movie, I want him to be in like a big single body cast. Right. Like something like dumb like that, you know? Yeah. I just want the movie to be a little bit dumber, like just yeah. a little more Looney Tunes esque. They well, yeah. They they needed to they needed to decide what they wanted the movie to be. I mean, I think, I think they they nailed they got enough of it, but like it could have pushed it further. I'm saying like it was a, it was at a point where it's acceptable, but they could have pushed it further. And there's like I don't know. There, there's like them jumping from planes and landing in the sand and like just being fine. They're superheroes. What the fuck are you? Aquaman gets shot with bullets and it's fine. It just. He's a superhero. Yeah, what are you, are you complaining I, about superheroes being super powered in your superhero movie? What are you talking about? I don't know. It just whatever. Uh, what I really want to see, honestly, is is I want to see a movie called Kingdom of the Brine, where they just take those crab people and that's the whole movie. That's what I want to see. That was that the the evil crab people. No, it was the good crab oh, people. Oh, the evil crab people sequence was pretty cool. Oh. That like single take where they're like swimming down like a video game. That was awesome. That was cool, yeah. Even though flares in the water don't do that. It doesn't matter. They work in the matter. water. Yeah, they can. There's certain water, water flares. There's, I've seen them in the yeah. real life, yeah. Oh, okay. How do you think like fucking divers and shit do stuff? Anyways. Uh, I was I, One of the things someone had told me was like, Flares don't do that, but I mean, I think there's flares know. rated for aquatic use. I'm not a flare expert, so I'll I'll take your word for yeah, it. Man, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I could have sworn I've seen like documentary footage of people with flares into the water. Either way, I mean, for the for the purpose they of the movie, I think it was used the right way, yeah. even if it is fantastic, right? And uh, Julie Andrews plays a kraken. <laughs> yeah. What doesn't matter? Forget about it. Speaking um, of Julie Andrews, uh, Mary Poppins Returns is pretty delightful. No, I have. I haven't seen it. I liked it. It was fun. Hmm. Anyways, shall we uh, get things uh, on the wrap up track and talk about our top ten coming up next year movies? Yes, let's. We shall. Okay, and this will probably be a little faster. There's not much. To oh talk yeah, about. yeah. Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. And uh, I should say, for me, I, I don't know how you feel, but for me, these are movies that based. Purely on the premise alone and the talent involved, I'm sure. putting on my list. Some, most of them don't even have trailers. Okay. Well, I, for me, it was mainly just a general grab of, uh, you know, I blockbusters get announced before anything else. It seems like so. I mean, mm. this is just sort of yeah. And these are typically big movies. There's a couple of movies yeah. that I'm sure that like you'll be able to like, what's that? So that'll be nice. But for the most yeah. part, they're the big movies of next year from the big directors. But that's what anticipated is all about, you know. Yeah. Anyways, so coming out later this week actually is uh, M Night Shyamalan's Glass. Oh, I see. Have you been uh, looking at the reviews? I have heard some things, and I don't care. Well, I hope you like it. Uh, It's probably not going to be great, but I just want to see if I I I want to see this this experiment. I want to see if it uh, if it goes awry. Mm. Um, I based on the trailer, I think it's going to be bad. Uh, the only reason I say that is because the trailer sets up this 
uh, plot that already doesn't make much sense to me. Um, which is? Which is this psychiatrist is interviewing these three, one of them being the split guy who has split personality disorder, multiple p- personality disorder, whatever, but it, like in an extreme way, yeah. right? Mm. And then it has Mr. Glass who uh, gets hurt really easily. And then it has Bruce Willis, who is super strong. And she says to the three of them, hey, you all have a disorder where you think you're superheroes. And in my mind, I'm thinking, no, they don't. (laughs) One of them does. But the other two don't at all. Glass doesn't think he's a superhero. Thought he thought he was a villain. I haven't seen Unbreakable. Uh, But either way, that's what she says. She says, oh, you, you three, you know... You think you're, uh, you know, you think you have these incredible abilities like the, you know, the likes of comic book superheroes or whatever. And then the guy on the left, the sp- or the guy, yeah, the guy on the left, the split guy, like there was never comic book superhero lore in that movie. So but whatever. It, I mean, do you basically think it's just going to be like an hour of the movie is just going to waste our time with like, you're not superheroes. It's like, yeah, they obviously are. We've seen two movies showing that they are. So I, I think know. the movie is, is going to be. It's going to be telling of whether M. Night Shyamalan is, is fully fully back or if he still has problems with his movies. Well, we'll see. Anyway, my number yeah. 10 uh, is a movie that, uh, at the moment, visually, doesn't look too promising. <laughs> but I'm excited for it anyways. Aladdin! Yes. That's my number nine. Oh, cool. Well, that's that's easy then. There's yeah. not much to say. Like, the costumes, like, the Entertainment Weekly or... I think whatever magazine puts out their still images, they always look terrible. Right. They're Vanity always... Fair, maybe? No, it's not Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair is very classy. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's Entertainment Weekly. Like, remember, like there was the infamous like X-Men. Oh, right. Days of Future Parents and X-Men um, Apocalypse debacle, where it's like, these costumes look stupid, and they look better on the big screen. Right, Especially yeah. for the Days of Future Past. But it's like, because they take just like boring still images with like really harsh lighting. And like nothing yeah. ever looks good, so yeah. we'll see how it looks with all the 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 wizardry of effects. And I'm excited because Aladdin's my favorite Disney movie, probably of all time. So we'll see. Same here. And I've liked every Guy Ritchie movie that everyone tells me is bad. So <laughs> I mean, like of the last few years, I really enjoyed both Sherlock Holmes movies. I love Man from Uncle, and I really liked that that terrible uh, uh, King Arthur movie we saw together. Um, it was a lot of fun. I'm not super fans. I'm not a super fan of most of his more recent work, but no, I, I always love how he makes movies. I love the editing that he does and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I should say like uh, much like the Wachowskis, I've never been bored by one of their more recent movies. They've always right. had, they've always been fun to me at the very least. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what's your number? Right. Always did nine was that. Yeah. I'm so. looking forward to Aladdin. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to like, I thought, I think Jafar is like one of the coolest uh, Disney villains, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play that off. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, um, and of course, you know Will Smith as the genie. It's like I'm I'm curious to see if that's going to yeah. work or not. Like the 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 real trailer is going to be an interesting thing because the teaser trailer is nothing. It's no, yeah, it thing. doesn't show anything. Yeah. Um, so number nine All for right. me is a movie that I don't know anything about other than its cast and crew, and its cast is stacked. This is Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. You, I, oh, it's just got like everyone in Hollywood's in it, and I forget really who exactly, but you can look it up if you want. It's just got Knives so many out. folks. 
That's the name of a Radiohead song. Hmm. Um, there's probably no reference, no direct reference, but yeah, uh, uh, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Lakita Stanfield, uh, the page is gone. Uh, it's back. Tony Collette, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ana de Armas, Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Christopher Don Plummer, Johnson. Don speaking Johnson. of Johnson, uh, and the rest. Cool. What a cast. I'm, you know, I I'm really happy. Like, I want Chris Evans to do well. Because I know he's really not into uh, being Captain America he's anymore. He's done like Snowpiercer and other movies. Yeah, Sunshine. Yeah, he's he's, I, it's, he's it's, doing fine. He yeah I, I guess I want to see what I, I guess what I mean is I want him to really like showcase some chops. You want him to be in an Oscar movie? Yeah, I I I I, I want him to be able to like really flex his uh, his acting muscles a bit more. Mm. I'd even like it if he was like just in a comedy again. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Anyways, what's your number? Are we on eight now? Uh, yes. Number eight. My number eight is Hellboy. It's <gasps> my number three. Oh wow! It's high on the list. I fucking love Hellboy. That trailer looks like fun. I know people are annoyed that it's like, oh, it's not as dark as we say it is. And it's like it's a trailer. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it it is going to be rated R. Yeah. And we do see him blow a bullet through somebody's head in the trailer. Yeah. I don't care if it's dark. You know what I mean? I What I'm more happy about is they, they picked someone who's very, you know, charismatic, mm-hmm. uh, who isn't like 65 years old. Uh, someone, I, I, I think they have a structure now where if this movie does well, they could easily make a series out of it. I really it. hope so. There's some, like, of all, like, the cinematic universes, the, you can make the BPRD, you got Abe Sapien and, and uh, Johann Strauss yeah. and uh, Liz Sherman fits in about. Yeah. I mean, you already have um, Ben Dymo in this this new movie. Oh, right um, on, yeah. That was the guy that was, like, whitewashed until everyone was like, what the fuck? And they're like, ah, uh, what? Not. And then they cast <laughs> an actual Asian actor to play him. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the other girl is. She might be the... Um, Someone else, the the blonde lady in the comics, I figure her name right now, Kate something. Okay. Um, but they could have they could have BPRD movies. You could have uh, Lobster Johnson movies. He's going to be in that. And that's the thing. They 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 look like they're working with a budget that's not out of control. Yeah. Which I think is important because Jesus Christ. And I'm like looking at the movie. I'm seeing all these fun little things like, oh, it's a, look, oh, look, it's the part where Hellboy's fighting luchadors in Mexico, except they're vampires. <laughs> oh, look, it's the part where Hellboy's in the wild hunt. Oh, it's, look, it's the part where Hellboy's uh, hanging out with Baba Yaga in a weird chicken house. It's yeah. Like, uh, and that's just from the trailer. So it's look, it looks more akin to the comics. Right. Um, and the comics are also like, I, I feel like when like dark, the comics aren't exactly funny no so i that might be the tone like the movie might be showing all the funny parts um we'll see i can imagine that because they put a lively tone over it and there's some jokes but uh it doesn't really matter yeah i i i think here's the thing it's it's gonna be hard i think it's always has it always has been and it will be hard to sell a hellboy movie uh but i hope they do Mm -hmm. i want to see more i love hellboy yeah and I like that actor. I David that, that guy from yeah. David Hellboy. I, I just I don't know. I want that guy I want that guy to just blow up and have a an awesome career. Yeah, so. me too. I mean like he's had a pretty good he's like in lots of stuff. He's like one of those he was a character actor and now he's like making it big and that's great. Yeah. Anyways, my number eight is uh Spider Man Far From Home. Spidey's going to fight oh, yeah. Jake Junahal Mysterio and he's got two suits. That's my number three. Oh, the flippy floops. 
How fun. Uh, there's not much to say. There's no trailers, no nothing. Just- yeah, I mean, just, you know, the first movie I thought was great. That's probably my, my uh, I guess, now second favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a fun universe. It's a fun tone. You know, they, they finally got the eyes right. Yeah, and it, uh, look, he's got his, like, Spider-Man noir stealth suit in, the, in this live-action one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. his regular suit has, like, the black right. underline, like the original comic, which is fun. Yeah. Oh, look at the fun we're having. Yeah. That yeah, that's coming out this year, huh? What Mysterio's gonna look like? These, I guarantee, he's not gonna have the fucking dome head. He thing. might. They've been pretty like I find recently movies that have been embracing the comic origin a little bit more, and like they haven't had any negative repercussions for looking a little bit more like the comic book, to a certain extent. I feel like you couldn't have like. Speaking of Spider-Man villains, like Electro's original costume with like the fucking oh, five-star yeah. electric stupid mask. So bad, yeah. But I think you could do Mysterio pretty well. Well, what I picture at the very least is you have him have the dome head, um, no cape, no purple cape. I think you could do it. I think it could work. Really? A purple cape? Yeah, you could have the... Well, also, because he's got like those little like buttons, but they have eyes, and you could actually animate them to actually be looking around or whatever. <laughs> I mean... I yeah I don't know I like I feel like you can you can explain the dome head for something the purple cape though is like purely fashionable that's all I'm saying so sometimes you just gotta sashay yeah. around yeah <laughs> so are we seven now right my number seven or no uh, I was my eight your eight right I did mine now it's your number eight my number eight was Hellboy oh so it's my number eight so your number seven my number seven is Godzilla King of the Monsters it's my number two wow. I love Godzilla, and every time I see one of those trailers, I get shivers, and I cannot wait. It's yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, you know, I honestly think it, I'm gonna like it more than the first movie. Uh, I liked the first. Well, movie. Well, you know, don't you don't go in with the with the expectations, sir. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like the you know they they put together some good trailers for it mm-hmm. and uh, good cast. Uh, you know, you got Bobby Millie Brown and yeah. Charles Dance and Rodan. And- Rodan, they yeah they they signed a contract. They finally were able to secure a that three contract picture contract with, with Rodan with Rodan's agent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think um, yeah, it, it'll be good. And then I guess after that they're gonna do Godzilla vs King Kong, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's what they got going on so far. Uh, my number seven is uh, a movie called 1917, which comes out next Christmas, and all it is <clears throat> Sam Mendes. Uh, Roger Deakins, World War One. Oh, uh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a big World War One guy. Yes, I is. I went and I saw that World War One movie, uh, the Peter Jackson, Peter Peter Dixon's World War One movie in the theaters, and it was very good. That also would be on a shout out list, I guess. Which uh, movie is this? Uh, they shall not grow old. A real, oh. a real impressive technical achievement, and a great World War One documentary in its own right. Huh. All right. Speaking of Peter Jackson. Peter, Peter Dixon. Uh, that one, uh, what, Mortal Engines? Well, that wasn't it? his movie. Well, he was EP on it. Yeah. But that was just... I think I was, was telling... I might have been telling you that They Shall Not Grow Old, the documentary, is slated to make more money than, than that Mortal movie. Mortal Engines, yeah. Which is That's something. That's too bad. Anyways, what's your number six? Um, number six, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yeah, that's a good trailer. It always it always gets me buzzing. Because more than anything, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm a no, huge. That's not the right Rocket Man. No, that's that's uh, the uh, <laughs> that's the comedy Rocket Man. Okay. 
Um, so it's starring that guy and Taron Egerton, not Taron and and Elgord, whatever that fuck. They're yeah. about the same person. Taron Egerton, who I feel hasn't had much of a chance to expand his his uh, acting. He was scope. in uh, uh, Eddie the the Eagle or whatever that movie's called. I never saw it. Well, I mean, just expanding his scope. You can't say he hasn't expanded his scope unless you've seen it. I know. I guess what I'm saying is like this movie. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's like oh shit. He's this is gonna be his like potentially like his. Uh, you know, like uh, um, Val Kilmer's uh, Jim Morrison role. You know, I guess for that so. movie, The Doors, right? Sure. Gonna, gonna, gonna. Uh, Taron Egerton's gonna jump up a tier when it comes to acting. I hope so. I mean, like speaking of which, it's not my list, but there's a new uh, Kingsman movie coming out next this year. Oh it's boy! A it's not Kingsman. It's a prequel set in like 1920 oh, with okay. Ray Fiennes. That's a better idea than. Than making just a third movie. I with... feel like Kingsman Two kind of did that thing that bad sequels do, where it's like, yeah. "Hey, you remember that universe that had a lot of potential? Well, not anymore." It's like, "No, no, the potential." They just, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Rocket Man. That's my number six. Was it six? All right, my number six. Not much to say about this one. Just that uh, another exciting entry, possibly in a long-running series. John Wick Three. Oh yeah, John Wick Three. Keanu Reeves shoots stuff. <laughs> at least two dogs it's gonna be great yeah well maybe not but I, I hope it's great it's not on my list but i am looking forward to it john wick three so all right number five number five lego movie two. Oh yeah i mean that's i mean like it's on my list but that is coming out soon yeah i the first one blew me away yeah the uh, first one's one of the best animated movies of all time i mean damn like who would have thought a Lego movie could be so good? It's true. Uh, so yeah, good for that Lego movie. And I, now, okay, Lego Movie Two. I mean, is Lord and Miller attached to that? They probably they might have had a hand in writing it. Okay, but they're, they're not producing it. They're not directing it, uh, it though. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. But hopefully, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice universe. Yeah, it's fun. Very exciting. My number five: Avengers Endgame. Oh New wow! Avengers. What? Too high? Too low? Uh no, I guess that sounds right. Well, I mean, yeah. if you see, it's it, higher up on my list. Well, it's good. Well, I already got Hellboy and Godzilla ahead of it, and then yeah. two more mystery movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, more Avengers. Yay! Again, not the not like I feel like Marvel movies. I don't really get excited for until like right around the time they're actually coming out. Yeah. And even yeah. then, like sometimes, like Captain Marvel, I'm like, yeah, I'll see it, but I don't like. I'll probably see it like I'll try to see it on like a Thursday, but I don't like I'm not like shitting my pants over or nothing. Shitting your pants over it. Um, and even like yeah, so like and I'm sure Avengers once the marketing really kicks in, I'll get more excited. But uh, the, as of now, it's just the title and the the little tr- brief trailer we saw. Right. It's like yeah, I like the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't really show you anything. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I you know this is just a, a great example of like good theater. You know what I mean? Like hey, they set up this thing where. They they left the last movie on this huge awesome cliffhanger that made some people cry, um, and now you get to see how you know you, now you get to see the thrilling conclusion, right? Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting seeing what Phase Four brings to the table. Right? Like, is this like because you, you can easily imagine this being like the end of the 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 high water mark, the end of the Marvel f- craze, right? Or it could not be. Who knows? Well, what's interesting is I think. You know, everybody's predicting that Captain America is going to be killed off, and I almost get the impression that they're going to do something 
to not do that or you know some twist some something that we can't predict right so maybe well i mean he might but like by killed off you know, he might not be dead but he might be gone you know, right that. but like it was i consider that the same thing yeah written out he 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 returns to 1940 whatever hey that may be yeah and gets and gets to marry uh peggy carter yeah might happen you say that and it's like i could definitely see that happening yeah anyways what's your number Uh, four or five what are you on well yeah so this would be my number four once upon a time in hollywood number four for me oh nice tarantino doing stuff hey tarantino years are always Great years. It's true. I didn't like Hateful Eight that much, but whatever. That was back, uh, what was that, 2016? Yeah, yeah so I saw it's it at the Roadshow. I feel like the intermission broke the pacing for me a bit, but also the second half is wildly different than the first half. I like the play like first half, and I wasn't a big fan of the everyone's getting shot second half. I, I, I liked Hateful Eight. I think it was, um, it was very uh, specific. Did you see the Roadshow version? The roadshow ver- with like the intermission. With, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started at the arc light, and they had the intermission and all that. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was it was an experience. I, I thought he was doing something different, and, and that was great. I mean, with that said, once upon a time in Hollywood, I think is just going to be, you know, your usual cinema. Hopefully, your usual good. flick. Yeah, hopefully it's good. Good old fashioned Tarantino. Um, I, I'm I'm curious what his uh, you know unique voice for this movie is going to be right because Mm -hmm. because all his movies are crazy and you don't know what's going on until you watch it and then it has its own thing so so i already did my number three and number two i might as well skip number one because it's probably on your list somewhere well what's what's uh so your number three is Uh, what's hellboy okay number number two two is godzilla godzilla my number one e well you know how could oh, you know, possibly know be, what it yeah. was? Star Wars Episode Nine, right? Like, uh, come on, yeah. That's it. Um, there, I have a feeling the title will come out in February because that's when filming ramps, right? And then we'll get a trailer in April when Celebration happens, and people who are like, "Oh, I'm not excited for this new Star Wars," will get excited when there's actually something to grab onto. Well, let me tell you this, because um, I do want to talk about Star Wars. Not necessarily, um, I may not, but. My number three is Spider-Man Far From Home, which we talked about. Yeah. My number one is Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. And then my number two is Star Wars Episode Nine. I see. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, you know, it's it's going to be another uh, Marvel, or not Marvel. It's going to be another Disney killing it yeah, here. And we didn't even talk about, like, Lion King or Toy Dumb- Story 4. Dumbo. Um, Frozen 2. Yeah. But you haven't seen Frozen yet? Just see Frozen. Come on. Yeah. Just see it. Yeah. Frozen, the first Frozen was my favorite film of some year it came out. Would it, it's always fun. I think. Yeah. It's fun going back through my old best of years and being like, well, I was really wrong that year. Because <laughs> like, I remember like one of the years, 2011, 2012, like The Hobbit, the first Hobbit was like number two. And I was like, well, that soured quickly. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, you know, I saw that pretty soon. And also, it was the series, the third one, one was just like, hey, fuck those other two movies. The third one was bad. It's just kind of fun to see that, like, you know, to see how right, opinions yeah. change and things. Like, I would not have any of these movies. Like, this, five of these movies <laughs> be off this list this year. Yeah. But, yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine. you know, it's... it. Uh, just, like, within the movie and, and also externally, like, you know, how the audience is sort of received these uh last two movies um 
it's I don't know. Again, it's I think it's uh, good theater. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be real thrilling to see if they're able to pull something off that's going to like sort of wrap everything up and like tie it together. And mm-hmm. you know. I think it's definitely possible. I really don't see a way that they could. Like I don't see. I don't think for a second it's like oh, there's no way they could make everyone happy. I think you could easily make most people happy. Some people will never be happy. Sure. But I could. I could. You can make the people who were. At the very least, happy with episode seven. Happy. Happy with episode nine. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting year, and we'll have to see uh, how it turns out. Because, like, I have a feeling, like, my top ten most anticipated of 2018 would have been, like, The Predator. Oh, and right. Those kind of movies, and it's fun to see which movies just didn't quite make it. And what <laughs> movies were among your favorites that you didn't even think about, like Widows for me or whatever. Right, yeah. Busta Scruggs, etc. So, yeah. yeah, we shall see. Um, but what we won't see is more Filmtastic Voyage. That's right. This is it. This is it. Our overstuffed, super long episode. Maybe we'll break it into two parts. Maybe we won't. I don't know. It's not up to me. It's up to, it's up to you because you got to edit it. Well, here's the thing, folks. Uh, I think we're, you know, we're about to, we're two submarines about to turn our keys. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, wouldn't there's two, one, there's a submarine that only got two, what? <laughs> is this like a bomb thing? No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's no mystery, right? Uh uh the two of us have uh have decided that maybe this is the end. Yeah, it's just a t- thing um, of the timing. It, would, um, to be honest, folks, just uh it's either put all my effort into making this podcast the best show it could be and and put it on the internet and like, you know, what do you call it? Like advertise and all that stuff or don't because it deserves better. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And like both of us, uh, you know, we have some other projects that we're we're uh, knee deep in. Yeah. So, so we gotta um, pick our battles. But you never know. Hey, maybe we wake up tomorrow. There's like a million views on this. That would be shocking. Uh, Literally shocking. Yeah, that would that would shock me silly. Um, anyways, everybody, thanks for listening to the film. Thank you so Voyage. much for joining us um, on this podcast journey. Yeah, for those of you who who have kept up every every week. Um, and then of course with this special too, we appreciate you. Uh, and you know, Hey, there's plenty of other, uh, podcasts. Um, I guess I'll do my usual plug here. Uh, we are a part of the let me listen podcast network where you can find all kinds of different podcasts about movies and about other things. So, Hey, there's plenty of hours of uh, content on the Let Me Listen podcast network. Mm-hmm. The website's long defunct. Don't even bother. Um, <laughs> but if you want to reach us personally, Mike and I, I'm on Letterboxd. I'm Batman Crothers. And I'm Mr. Kerosene. See all our reviews, all our ratings. If it's, like, it's like we're still making a podcast, but just in text form alone. That's right. Um, and that's, uh, that's that. That's that. So I hope you enjoyed our rambling, nonsense opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, let us know, like, if you still want to comment, let us know what your top 10 films are. I always like people seeing people's top 10s. Yeah. No wrong answers. Do you think Fantasy Beast was the best movie of the year? That's fine. <laughs> I honestly don't care. All right, folks. Uh, good night and good luck. Yeah, uh, what are some other things I say? That's mostly it. <laughs>